0: Welcome to Encounter. This is a podcast and radio show where we seek to encounter Christ, culture, and community. And tonight, we sit down with Katie Amasaias, and we hear about her testimony, and she works for Friends of Israel, so we discuss Israel relations, politics, and how we as Christians are supposed to handle Israel, God's chosen people. So... Before we do that, I want to foreshadow next week's episode. So Brian Lafreda will be coming on next week. And if you want to get in on the action as a listener, you can submit questions via our Instagram to Brian and us to answer on live air. So I will handle the questions. I will ask them and I will not be giving them time to prep ahead of time. And so the questions, I would rather them be biblical, but if they're personal, that's fine too, as long as they're appropriate. So if you have some like burning questions, you've been too timid to ask your pastor, or you... Um, just haven't, you've had them on your mind for quite some time and you just want to get them off your chest or you've been reading your daily devotions and like, what's this mean? Simple, complex, deep, shallow, um, just questions you would like to be discussed on live air. Um, We're going to come up with a few questions on our own that we'd like each other to answer and talk through, but we will be turning to the word to, to give us the answers for those questions in the best, most glorifying way we can think of to God. So submit those questions via our Instagram. It's called Encounter. You can find it by looking up any one of our names as well. All right, guys. We are here tonight with Joe Costa, Adam Prime, Cole Percio, and Katie Amasaias. And uh, to get started, we just wanted to first state off, what good news do you have coming in a few months, Katie?
1: Um, I will be having my first boy.
0: <laughs> All right. Do we have any names yet?
1: We do, but...
2: The name or some names?
1: We have the name.
2: It, can we
0: reveal it or no? No. Okay. Sorry. Stay tuned. We're next up. Our, our, <laughs> We promised our listeners last
2: week.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I'm sorry to disappoint them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But. The little less friendly of Israel. Um, so, for uh, our, our episode tonight, we're going to be digging into a testimony and some. Um, kind of not world politics, but just uh, Israel and the conflict today and kind of stretch back to how the conflict started. And we'll start with the testimony, though. So Katie, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you came to know Jesus?
1: Sure. Um, so I grew up in like a Catholic home. I'm the first of five. So my my dad is like or grew, grew up a devout Catholic and my mom kind of went to methodist church when or methodist sunday school when she was younger so you know had no um real church experience and i think that it was kind of like well you care so you know if you want her to go then that's fine so i grew up uh going to church every sunday uh sunday school um you know first holy communion and uh was on my way to making um my confirmation you do like a bunch of hours and stuff so um that's kind of where I was and at the time um uh my my mom just a bunch of random things I I you'll probably hear me say this like 10 times but I feel like God like when something happens, you can always look back and see where God was in, in mm. certain situations. Like
0: hindsight. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, my mom at some point had accidentally like picked up like a wow CD and started listening to it. When, I what know. Year, what year? Do you remember? I know. No, this is like, um, late nineties, like early two thousands. I think so. it was the
3: two thousands one. <laughs> For, I, I think don't know, right. so.
1: Something like that. But I think it, it was like, she was trying to pick up like a NAL CD and like accidentally.
4: Picked up <laughs> <whole house. laughs>
0: was was trying to get one Hansen's letter. hit. The yeah. way less cool
4: one.
1: <laughs> but, um, also I don't know how I, I was younger at the time. This is probably all happening about sixth grade for me. Um, she wound up picking up a left behind book. Um, hmm. and started reading them. And then she bought me the kids version. Um, And I was a very avid reader at the time. And so I started reading these books. And I just remember, and I was thinking about this recently, like, I remember, like, having this great fear from what I was reading. If you're familiar with Left Behind books, like, it's basically Revelation is told by what Tim uh, LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins, like, think that... um, how, how, what it's going to look like. We, mm. you know, we don't really know. So, um,
0: yeah, those books are, are pretty responsible for the image of the clothes being folded when you leave.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, you know,
0: the image that in yeah. my mind, when I think of well, the rapture, I think of like the khakis are folded and <laughs> you yeah, the watch on top, exactly. you know, and now I realize that I trace that back to that film and that book.
1: Exactly. So I just, I was reading those and I'm reading through them and, you know, like starting to have this fear. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to go through this. Um, and so, you know, people are getting saved in these books and they're like saying like a prayer that's ki- you kind of read as you're reading the book. And so one night I just like prayed the prayer in the book because I was like, you know, I don't wow. want this to like happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I kind of just, you know, went on with my life. But I was thinking about how funny that is because, you know, I read a lot of, fiction books and it's kind of just odd that i even at that point thought that that was real like mm-hmm. obviously i guess i be- i believe the bible enough that i thought that the left behind series could be real that you know i thought it was serious enough that i, I would you know pray you know it, even if it was out of fear which I don't think is necessarily, like, a great the thing. The best motivator? But yeah, but, no. Yeah. Um, so that's why there's kind of more to my story than that. It kind of at the same time, um, I was living across the street from some friends, and um, they had invited me out to Awana. I thought it was the coolest thing. Like, some of my friends from school were there. and um, All right,
0: pop question. What does Awana stand for?
1: A workman.
0: I hope you know because I don't. I just know uh, i supposed to stand for something. Approved workmen or not ashamed? Approved
1: workmen.
0: Approved workman. Okay, sorry.
1: It's been a very long time. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> she didn't really pay attention.
1: <laughs> well, I actually only went for one year because I was already in sixth Gosh. grade at the time. But, um, yeah, so I just thought it was cool because, you know, they had games and all the stuff. And I had some friends there. So I started begging, like, my parents to go to the church. And, again, my dad, Catholic. So, like, no, we went to Catholic church. And... Um, so at some point, like right before I started eighth grade, my mom, I just, I remember this so vividly, we were driving down the street and she, she goes, would you be upset? Like, I'd really like to try out this church that we had been going, or I'd been doing Awana at, you know. Would you be upset because I know you're doing your confirmation hours, like you're working really hard towards that? And I was like, no, like th- this church is so cool, like I want to go mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. just because they had games and stuff like that. Like it's so it cool, you
0: thought church was cool.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, when you're, when you're yeah twelve and playing games at church, uh, that's yeah you know, fun. So, um, I just remember one day, I don't know how long after that, but my dad woke up and he was like, hey, we're going to. Mm-hmm this church and literally my entire family went to church for the first time together other than like a Christmas, you know, holiday or something like that. Um, And again, that's another day I'll never forget, but it was shortly after that, that, um, you know, we we just kept going back every Sunday and I never went back into a Catholic church again other than like funerals and stuff. Um, But my parents got saved like shortly after through that and I just remember sitting in service probably not even that long after maybe a month after and realizing that like what I had read in the Left Behind series like and the, that prayer that, that this is you know what that they were talking about and I was now like understanding it so I've always like said that the, the books actually saved me but like not saved me but like reading those I I do believe when I prayed then that, you know, I accepted Jesus into my heart, but I didn't live it out at all until I understood why I had prayed that. Like, it wasn't that long after, but I don't know.
0: So, uh, and it's been a long time since I've read the books. I I remember reading the (laughs) first one. (laughs) Yeah. The first one, you said there was actually like a prayer in it where it was like would somebody was leading somebody to faith and they did like the this, this sinner's prayer,
1: basically, okay. yeah,
0: that's really cool. Yeah, I didn't know that it, they had that in there,
1: it would be throughout too because multiple people would get saved throughout all of the books. So, mm. I, I don't even think it was like the first or second one, you know, it was mm. later on, but okay, yeah. So,
2: I might be taking this too literally, but it, I mean, it is cool that like essentially the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. So, it's mm. like essentially that fear was your starting point for later yeah. wisdom, yeah. like,
4: yeah.
1: I don't think that there's necessarily wrong with, like, good fear, but... and yeah, it's a that, different type.
2: It's like a reverence, but like a...
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think that's why, like, I wouldn't... I don't know that I would necessarily recommend, like, a left-behind book to someone today, but I always believe that even for the avenues of, like, coming to faith that I don't necessarily agree with, like, um, handing people tracks, like, leaving them on the table, you know, when you mm-hmm. go to a restaurant or something. Yeah. Um, but... Th- I've heard of people getting saved from them. So I never discredit those things. I just don't.
3: Well, yeah, it talks about about his word will never return void. Like, whatever avenue we present and uh, sow seed, there will be some fruit from it, whether. Mm. It's salvation or just
0: planting a seed And that exactly. leads to something else mm-hmm. and, and I don't think we've stated this yet But to make Cole sound less creepy So <laughs> when, when Katie was saying When dad woke us up and Cole went uh-huh, <laughs> um, He wasn't stalking her <laughs> He is her brother Sorry, He yeah, was also I, in that house and I, was woken I viv- up by the same father <laughs> I
3: vividly remember that Being like wait we're going to church why And he's like we're going to the church that you did wanna. I was like are you serious Like I'm, I was so excited to go yeah. And just like she said we never turned back Went to that church Never from there on out. Wow, yeah. and
0: I mean, this is this is all positive. So, can yeah. we say the church's name? Sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: i I attended Victory um, Bible Church from uh, probably seventh grade until I was, you know, a sophomore in college. So, mm. it, I spent very formative years there.
0: Mm. Pastor Um is actually coming on the podcast in two weeks. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. So I, he's to share his I do
1: miss having like him at the pulpit. I think he was just like dove in to, mm-hmm. um, God's word a, a lot more than some, some pastors I hear today that, mm-hmm. you know, they're just doing topical preaching or stuff like that. I always appreciated the word by word, um, teaching.
0: Do you, did people call him just so when he comes on, if he's listening now, you can hear us ask for advice on air about how to say his name. Do you say pastor Anthony or pastor Parisi?
1: I always called him pastor Anthony.
0: Okay. All right. What do you call him? I, I said Pastor Preacy, but... All right, so I, either one. <laughs> either I, one, I think I, it's I, fine. I think both, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he yeah. does. Uh, but uh, if there's, like, the cool, like, in people, say one, I wanted to be on that crowd. Wow. I would go oh. with her then, The probably Pastor Anthony. I was not cool, so... Okay, gotcha, in crowd.
1: Was not.
3: Okay, yeah, still Ooh. am not. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 let, it, let it begin. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. All right, all right. So, the most importantly, I wanted to paint a picture for what Katie was listening to as her first Christian experience. So, WOW 2000. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, these are the artists on it. Uh, jars of Clay, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Newsboys, and the song is called "Love Liberty Disco." Yes! I never even heard that. that was, one. Oh my that was gosh! That one. Is, one this, of is, my is this the one?
4: Yeah. Is yes. this like? Yes, that album? is sorry, the what album. Year yeah. 2000.
0: Uh, wow, 2000. So 1999 songs. Yeah. 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 1999. Geez. Um, so I'm gonna keep going. Um, and if anybody's been a Christian for this time period, I'm sure you know some of these. <laughs> I know about half, not all. Uh, DC Talk, "Consume Me." Mm-hmm. Third yep. Day, "I've Always Loved You." Mm-hmm. Cademan's Call. I have not heard that name. In 22 years. Yeah. That was their last song, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Jennifer Knapp, Audio oh my Adrenaline gosh. Get Down. Oh, yes. adrenaline. I still listen to that song. I don't know any of this. is way audio before. Audio Adrenaline Big House. Big, big <laughs> house. And lots and lots yep. This is way I'm before out. my uh, Christian I time. I question your current song. Um, B- out, out of Eden, Burlap to Cashmere. Burlap to Cashmere. <laughs> I don't know. They that. have like crazy acoustic songs, like real fast. OC Supertones, mm-hmm. Plum. Mm-hmm. That hmm that's, that's a female a singer, right? It's a female singer. Yeah. Uh, the Ws, The Rays. Now, this is this is where I... Stephen Curtis Chapman's Speechless. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Oh, yeah. Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, Jackie Velasquez.
1: Wow. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Diversity. Uh, Avalon, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sixpence, None the Richer, mm-hmm. Point of Grace, Twilight I was Paris. I say,
1: where's Point of Grace?
0: Yeah. You don't? No. Uh, I, I, you lost me after Jars of Clay. <laughs> okay. He got That's one. one. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm, I'm almost done. Uh, Twila Paris, Anointed, Winans, Phase 2, Clay Cross. They're scraping the bottom. There weren't a lot of options like yeah, that. Yeah, no. That's it. This F-F-H. is our playlist for next Sunday. F-F-H. F-F-H. Yeah. 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 Rebecca St. James. Some of these people got bigger, and some of the people mm-hmm. stopped in the Wild 2000. Yeah. Uh, Chris Rice is wow. the last one.
1: I'm also not going to admit how many of those I've seen in concert. Really? <laughs> really.
0: <laughs> I've seen a, a handful. I saw – that um, like what are the festivals that used to be on all uh, – that had like RevGen? Festival? Gen. Yeah. RevGen. Rev I went to one oh, and okay. like half these people were there.
1: That um, was one of – I went to a festival that I saw most of them at, but
0: – Okay. Awesome. So yeah, your your um, testimony is really cool. I It's, it's amazing, I, uh, but I love – most i guess about this podcast is we've had your guest number 38 we tried to have you as guest number four but it took a long time um, <laughs> yeah. to get you here um is almost everyone in our area starts off with some sort of catholic foundation mm-hmm. like we even pointed this out last last week and how it almost sets like it, a it sets like a some sort of foundation whether yeah. accurate or not like, but like you, you know the basis the of everything yeah there and then you get to see god like call through, like, such, like, small, simple ways. And, like, even last week when Pat was talking, it was, like, God called him and his wife separately who were not believers. They mm-hmm. both kind of came to Christ separately while going through divorce and then got called back together. Mm-hmm. Um, and even for you, it was, like, you're almost non-saved parents, right, at the time. Or yeah. at least not strong believing parents were called and God called you at the same time. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. It it's just- very cool.
1: Definitely different experiences going on in their life that, like, kind of led them to mm. wake up that morning and go to victory, which mm. is just crazy to me still.
0: It is crazy. And you're right, hindsight's the best way to see everything. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> if not, you don't see anything. <laughs> yeah, because really... you
3: can see exactly how he, like, he orchestrated every piece mm. to, get, yeah. to, get, uh, to get them there.
1: And I left out a lot of stuff, but, like, um, Pastor Anthony's wife, like, Coached the team that we played against in softball all the time, so you know we already kind of had a foundation with her. And I grew up living next to a a pastor of another church that another um, some people in my circles today would probably be very familiar with. So just just other things that led to that, and those are the smaller things that you were talking about earlier.
0: And since your husband's sitting in the same room that we're in, um, quietly working on his grad school work, how did you guys meet? how was that? How did that come out? <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is another one of those like hindsight things. Um,
0: Cause it's part of your testimony, you know. It's a sure kind of
1: if you want it to be.
4: <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> No, I'm kidding.
1: Um, so we. So I said that I did two years. You, you know, I after my sophomore year, mm. I moved to Lynchburg. I went to Liberty um, for two years, um, and I was going to say this, but like. It, very formative you know for my faith obviously like I got saved and I knew what I had been saved from I think because I was in my teen years but um, really owning that happened at Liberty for me um, and so a friend of mine from Liberty was from California and um, when she got married out in California she asked me to be in the wedding mm. and that's annoying <laughs> <laughs> it was my first time in California. I was so excited. No, I'm
0: sure it's was exciting. I'm saying, like, it's, like, so far away. You got to buy the dress.
1: I did. Yeah. It was, it was probably the most expensive wedding I've been in. But, you know, yeah. it's okay. Um, yeah. So, he actually happened to be in the wedding, too. He's, like, the best friend of the groom. Mm. And um, it was funny because everyone that was staying at her parents' house was, like, married. Actually... Everyone in the girl's side of the bridal party was married except for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so Chris and I kind of hit it off and we started talking after that. Um, <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know if you ever heard this part I of never the story. Heard
4: this. Yeah, for so the longest idea. time, I,
2: there was at least six years of my life where I thought you guys just met online, and then just like literally decided to fly out here. And that
0: I'm, was it. Like a, I may have told him that. Because
3: yeah. <laughs> No, no. I remember no. telling you I was like, oh no, like she uh, went I to remember, wedding and he's literally his mind was blown. I said it to you. Yeah, I said it yeah, to you. Like, I, I was like, like that's crazy? Christian they met Mingle. online.
0: You were like, I was like, no, they met online. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what? I'm I am like, Adam definitely told Christian Mingle.
2: Like,
1: Sorry. So the hilarious part of the story though is that my friend who was getting married, the first day we're out. there you know I meet him and um, she was trying to set me up hardcore with her older brother and I mean I met him and I I was like you're cool but you know we were not hitting it off or anything so um, she's like yeah like Chris is a really great guy but he's not a Christian oh boy So, um, yeah, so I mean, the, he's got to listen <laughs> no to the, the rest of the week, like, like silently playing it around. Him. Yeah, exactly. No. So like, obviously I would never recommend you do this, but we ended up exchanging numbers, even though I was told this guy, you know, is not a Christian and we start talking like texting back and forth and, uh, for about a month before, uh, we finally like on a phone call. Uh, I was like, listen, like, I really like you, but I'm, I'm a Christian, and I really just don't believe that you should marry someone who doesn't have, like, the same faith as you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I'm a Christian.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, you should really have Chris on because he has a pretty incredible testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, but that—I that, that I won't go into why Melissa did not know that he was a Christian, but it plays into that. So, okay. um, Chris was— just becoming a new Christian, basically when I met him. Um, yeah, and so we dated for about a year, got engaged, and then he moved out here, and, and he loves it. And
0: because <laughs> the weather's better in New Jersey no. than no. California. Oh
1: yeah, so great.
0: He's definitely nodding yes over there. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that's 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 a cool part of your testimony, and and I think. So when we first uh, were hoping to have you on, uh, your testimony is powerful, but also try to help us make sense of what's going on in the world. Um, (laughs) I I, I think right now the hot, the hot take right now in the media, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but the Russia-Ukraine war that's Mm -hmm. happening. So Israel's faded into the background. COVID, quote unquote, doesn't exist in the media and right currently, Mm -hmm. right? It's just, huh?
1: I said yes. Yeah, it's
0: just uh, you know Russia. And Ukraine, but when we first asked, like last year, the, the hot take was Israel Palestine. And mm-hmm. um, if you if you do make the mistake of going on Reddit, you're going to see all kinds of horrible opinions on on how disgusting Israel is. And um, I mean, I went on a bad thread today where I was just looking up like it was an Ask Reddit thing, and, and it was uh, Israel or Palestine, who 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 you think is more on the right? And it was like overwhelmingly Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, uh, and like these people said, saying things and like, by the time I was through the thread, I was like, all right, hope Kate's got some answers tonight. Uh, because I, <laughs> no, i was kidding. But I, you know, there's, uh, people have very, very strong opinions on, and very anti-Israel and mm-hmm. they have very, and so what I want to, I guess, sort through tonight is, is there's a couple ways to view Israel. It's, is, is Israel, because most, the most people believe that are, are believe that are Christians that we are supposed to support Israel. Cause if you bless Israel through the seed of Abraham. If it's, that's okay. If it's different. But that's um, then if you bless Israel, you'll be blessed. And mm-hmm. there's theology that's involved with that because um, if you believe that like Israel is no longer in our dispensation, meaning our, our period of communication with God, and you believe in dis, uh, dispensationalism, which is like how God talks to certain people at certain times throughout the Bible, then you have to uh, then look, okay, if Israel is no longer the direct concern of God and the universal church is – then our focus shouldn't be on Israel anymore. And if it is dispensational and they are in our dispensation, then we should really focus on Israel because all the Jews are going to be going back. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, a decent amount of like theology that has to kind of frame the discussion for it. And then if you do believe that we should support Israel... Even when they're wrong, how do you handle that as a Christian? So, like, maybe you fall on the one mm-hmm. side of the spectrum where you're mm-hmm. like, sometimes—they're people, and they're—some mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. not some of them not believers in leadership, you know? And how do you handle supporting a country that's doing atrocities because— you are accepting what, you know, that promise. So, I don't know, just sort through those questions, because those are the questions I was asking last year. We don't have to have all the answers, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I, these are things that we have to decide, and if you say you're pro-Israel, you're going to get martyred online, All right. Sure. So, mm-hmm. um, how do we handle this? And so, do you want to start with just talking about your job and what you do? Sure,
1: and, I can do that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> You <handle> lay <laughs> well, all that, you're like, so, your job. It's
1: going to sound really boring. No, <laughs> but,
0: like, what, what your uh, what Friends of Israel does, and, like, why you have an opinion, uh, you know, at all?
1: So, first off, I'll start by saying, because I said I was going to say this a lot hindsight uh, being 2020 is just crazy. Because um, when I was, again, in sixth grade, why does everything happen to me in sixth grade? But um, the one of the coolest things that New Jersey does is that they require um, Holocaust. Uh, History, basically, and, and education. And I don't know if you guys are aware of that because you've all grown up here, but that's not required in every state. Um, Certainly
0: not California.
1: <laughs> which, which is just crazy to me because, like, how can we not be teaching something um, that that happened, like the Holocaust, to um, kids? This is why I think part, part of the reason why that this whole – thing that you're seeing on, on social media exists because, um, you know, these people don't believe that the Holocaust actually happened. Mm. So I was just very fascinated by the Holocaust, specifically World War II history. Um, and so I wound up at this job, not necessarily because I had like a love for Israel or, um, or, the Jewish people, really, it was because I needed a job i w- I had graduated with a degree in graphic design, and I was waiting tables, so mm. like it wasn't doing anything, anything else would for myself yeah, yeah. so um so I got this job, and again, the whole hindsight thing I'm like, oh my gosh, like i truly you know I'm doing something that i real- i remember like having a passion for I hadn't like dug into it deep deeply like recently but it was still like especially the beginning more of the holocaust side of it was pretty important to me um but then i finally got to go to israel um and everything changed like that 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 is one thing i want to say like if you're listening like go to israel i don't care if you have to live off a ramen for like five years to get there yeah like do what you can you have to get there um it's just it's so important like for your faith and i think that it will also change um your views not i won't say politically but like kind of geopolitically because we hear um certain things in the media about how dangerous it is and all these things and then you get there and the I've never felt so safe in my life. Exactly. That that's the thing. Like I've literally never felt safer in my life than the time I've spent in Israel.
0: Like more than right now. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm so. it's unpredictable. <laughs> so is Chris. Right. Right.
4: Like
1: like if we were going <laughs> if we were going to war, I would literally consider moving to Israel because I just like the Iron Dome, the, the, all the things that exist that that keep them safe and the, the things that they have in place i just think that i would be safer there
2: however I, there are some things that make you like your eyes eyebrows raised like i when we were there we heard in a oh man where the Golan heights we were we, we heard bombs yeah. going off mm-hmm. but at the same time it didn't feel dangerous but we also – and then driving near – like in and out of Jericho, you, you, like you're, if you're Israeli, don't pass, there's like literally signs. Yes. Like if you're Israeli, don't pass this line. And then going back in if you're Palestinian, don't pass it. So like, you see things like that and you're like, whoa. But at the same time, you didn't feel any like – I mean well, I worked in a can in two years and I was looking over my shoulder constantly. Yeah, like, It's nice that there's lines
0: that they're, you're aware of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In mean, Camden, you don't know which lines to cross. Yeah, you know, that which is true. To drive down. At least they're yeah. telling you, like, hey, don't go down yeah. Orchard yeah. Street. Pretty or much or the welcome to Camden one. No, just yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I spend a lot of time there. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, it's okay. Sorry.
1: No, that's fine. Um, yeah. So I just um, I've now been to Israel three times, and uh, I'm dying to go back again. Uh, probably won't be for another couple of years. But um, another question.
2: Sorry. Go ahead. Do they? You don't have to answer either. When you go, do they do they pay for you to go? Is that part of your job to go, or is that how does that work?
1: Um, two the two of the times that I've gone, yes. Well, actually, technically, all three times. So the first two times I went, I went with, um, with the Friends of Israel. The first time I went on what we call a volunteer trip. Um, We do two different kinds. There's one for 18 to 28-year-olds. They go over there, and typically what they do is they volunteer for a couple of weeks in a a local hospital, like, cleaning things and um, serving food and painting things, that kind of stuff. Um, You get to do a little touring, and on top of that, you visit, like, a local church there. And, I mean... Basically, what you're doing otherwise is just connecting with the Jewish people that work in the Mm. hospital. So um, it's like a great outreach trip. That was my first experience in Israel, which they did pay for me Mm, to go. Um, Yeah, which was amazing. And then I went back. We do a tour twice a year as well. Um, So they sent me on the tour. It's a 10-day tour, very similar to anything you would do if you went with mm -hmm, a church. mm -hmm. Um, And I went basically to run the blog and take a lot of photos because, again, I'm a graphic designer. I do photography um, for the the business or the company. So um, that's what they sent me there to do. So they, again, paid for me. And then um, in 2019, just this bizarre thing because um, we have a lot of connections with the Jewish people um, throughout, like, the greater Philadelphia area. Um The Friends of the Israel Defense Force, which is their army, was um, sponsoring a group of young leaders. So people between like 20 and 35 over because they wanted them to really get behind Israel. And um, these are all like Jewish kids. So for Chris and I who went, um, it was a pretty much an outreach experience. So for the most part, that trip was actually paid for by um, Jewish people that really support the FIDF mm-hmm. and what they do. Um, hmm. And then I think ISR, or FOI had to pay like a small portion. But yeah, so my third trip was actually more of an outreach again, but in a very different. That's what Chris went, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So that's his only experience so far, and I'd really love to take him back because, you know, we didn't do the Christian sites the, the, while the we talk, were yeah. there. Yeah. So I mean, he got to see a lot of things, but you, the Sea of Galilee is just a big lake to them, like. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. um, the Sea of Galilee to me is like yeah. a bawling experience right, every right, right, time. Right, right, yeah. So, um, mm. yeah, I definitely want to take him back. And then we have to do a food tour at some point mm-hmm. as well. So,
0: what's the best food you had when you were there? Oh <laughs> man, just I mean, just well, oh. just name a couple of good things that you
1: had. Sh- the shawarma is my favorite. Shawarma definitely yeah. is hands Can you down.
0: Can you explain these for uh, non-privileged Israeli people.
1: Shawarma is like, um,
0: it's, it's cheese I, I've steak, heard it but, a lot. But,
1: but lamb.
0: It's like a
2: euro.
1: It is, it with, is a euro. It's a euro. Yeah,
2: basically, yeah. It's is really oh, okay. euro. Yeah. To, for yeah, for listeners. But, but they like just, made fresh like don't they don't, oh, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, they like yeah. carve it's it so right fresh. off where it is it's yeah. right
1: on a spit and they mm-hmm.
2: yeah and then and lamb yeah okay and then yes. um i mean just just their regular just hummus and pita exactly. like oh yeah. my gosh
1: i was just talking to it someone it doesn't even
0: compare to like do you which feel which like they're so cool. do you feel like they're condescending to us right now? I mean a no, little because bit because you asked but me. at the same time like <laughs> yeah but like they're going they're like you can't under like yeah I can't It's not like it was good it was like you will never but know But at the taste.
3: same time I believe them because it's like well that's weird.
2: Yeah. We also from, said so. eat, eat ramen for a year so you can go. Yeah. 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 So.
3: Exactly.
1: It, it really <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: just kidding <laughs> I'm just but, just Yeah, but
1: the 4 years of ramen for that for that one week of shawarma? Yeah.
2: Um so that's all. Like those are like the two things that I remember. Like just man, it's unbelievable. Like coffee, 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 Arabic, all, all Arabic, like mm-hmm. espresso, like Arabic, like mm.
0: thick, Turkish you know, coffee. Turkish coffee. Yeah. So, well, a few years ago, we went to Katie and Chris's house. That they um, an apartment at the time. They made coffee. And it was the most enlightening experience of my life. I still, I haven't slept in four years. <laughs> that they, they gave the, the a cup of coffee and like, I like my coffee strong. Like I usually do two scoops more than what's asked for. Mm-hmm. And like I put my spoon in it and it didn't move. Like the spoon just stayed standing up. It was a cu- full cup of espresso and I was trying to take like swigs and man, I was sweating. I got the caffeine sweats. This, this girl's next level. I don't know how he's treating you, but... Um, yeah, so I remember one thing that uh, just not to get too far off track, but you saying that I was like, wow, wasn't it like dangerous where you were? I heard because at Calvary, when we were here, we were like, oh, we heard there was like bombings near you guys. And they actually said it was pretty much where you guys were. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, there was nothing. Like it was like the well, nothing the, way in the, the sense, media so
2: nothing around like we heard them.
0: Yeah, but, but that's the way they made it sound was like hundreds of people died and it was like in your neighborhood. And then the media for whatever reason was wrong. About where it was and how bad it was. I don't
2: know because I was there. I was. I wasn't on the media side of it, but yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like um, this is a horrible analogy, but it would be like it'd be like somebody always assuming. It, yeah, ready for this? <laughs> Follow me. Here. It'd be like you. You constantly hear the train because you live right next to the tracks. Yeah. It would be like somebody like every time the train went by, be like, "Oh my god, you are all right, dude? Like we heard the, we heard the train. Like we heard the train went by your house. So, yeah, it didn't run into my house. Though. Like I don't. Yeah. Know, it's hard to explain. Like mm-hmm. just because I- it was there doesn't mean."
1: I think, um, it might be better equated to, um, when, like, growing up, I always heard about California's, like, earthquakes and wildfires, right? So, Mm. none of us ever want to live in California because those things exist there and they're very scary. Um, but if you ask my husband, like, he experienced one earthquake in the 30 years that he lived there. Mm. So, um... The the media always tends to just hype things up because how are how else are they gonna get people to watch makes sense um, you know, the news. So mm-hmm. I th- I think that is like
2: Yeah, that makes uh, better sense than the train. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think it's a, like a combination like, yeah. of both, like they're yeah. trying to hype it up and at the same time you're very used to it and it's not directly affecting you, so you're not gonna you're mm-hmm. not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And for the most part we're so isolated from crime. Like where we are that there's, Absolutely. I mean, I know you feel super safe. Like you don't feel safe in my house, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's rude. But like generally in Hamilton, like you're not going to, you, you have to do something like really off, like hang out with all kinds of crazy people to be in fear of your, it comes in a home defense thing, right? Like what was it like one in one million chance you're going to get? Yeah, something, um, that, yeah. So like when you hear about countries that are facing something like that, it's just like the alarms just go up you're like, Oh my gosh, my, I have kids and people just I, get crazy.
2: Another thing that I realized now we're just, we're just freestyling now, but another thing that I realized was that when you're, because they have the quarters there, like the you know the Jewish quarter, the mm-hmm. the Muslim quarter, the Christian, so we, from our side, from here in America, and then you watch the media, you think everybody hates everybody, but to me, at least from when I, when I went there, it seemed like only political or higher up people hate the other people. Like everybody, yeah. I, that and I,
1: is that even just like a you know, perception that's right. Out Is that there?
2: even because when I went, everybody was like just down with everybody, and like you could be Muslim in the Jewish quarter and you would just have to re- just respect those customs, vice versa. If you're Jewish and you go into the Muslim, just respect those customs, and everybody was down with it. Like, mm. they make it seem like it's so.
1: Is I would say, like, Israel—I think what you're getting at is that Israel is kind of the America of the, the Middle East where, like—
2: Melting pot, you mean? Kind yeah, of? yeah, it is mm-hmm.
1: a melting pot. You yeah. you do—like, people don't realize that there are uh, Arabs, Muslims, like, living in Israel, and they coexist, like, just fine with these Jewish people that live there or mm-hmm. the the Christians that are there. Yeah. Um,
2: so— And I'm sure there's obvious hot spots, like— Gaza Strip, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Which may very well be just chaos all the time. I don't know. I've never been there, but...
1: I haven't been yeah. there either. So,
2: but, I mean, generally speaking, all of Israel gets that bad rap, and it's, hmm. it, it's... I loved it. It felt so
0: safe. So, for the Friends of Israel, I assume they're pro-Israel. Okay, so... <laughs> well, how'd keep you the get Islamic there? Passion. Yeah. Um, um, I've been reading a lot of Agatha Christie, so I feel like a detective. <laughs> um, yeah, so what... What is their function? How do they support Israel? Sure. So. So we can show your boss so you can get a raise. <laughs>
1: awesome. Um, so it's actually kind of we do a million things. Mm-hmm. But I'll just start off by saying that our the Friends of Israel really started. Right, so
0: keep you. I want you to go, and I'm going to pretend like I'm your employer, and I'll tell you if what you're saying would make me happy as as my employee. Okay. <laughs> so what you said was good. I'm nervous. We do a million things. That's awesome. We're, we're very active. <laughs>
1: So the Friends of Israel started in 1938, and, and knowledgeable. like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. If any of
0: most of you probably crystal Nacht.
1: yeah, exactly. That, that's where I was going. This is before Rolls the state with the
0: punches and interruptions. The, the state check. of
1: Israel like even existed, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we're the Friends of Israel before Israel is Israel. <laughs>
0: you're just friends. You're just friends.
1: Um, a sort of friends group. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at the time, it was providing clothes and food for these refugees that are, you know, pouring into other countries as um, as the Holocaust is is happening. And so obviously, like we've grown since then because in 1948, uh, Israel became a state. Mm -hmm. They, they have their own country now, which is just incredible. Like we're, we're seeing the Bible like in that. So, um, now the friends of Israel has kind of what I call two arms. We have our Jewish outreach arm and we have our kind of Christian education arm. So, um, we have, first of all, we have workers in 15 countries. Mm -hmm. So we, do work in a lot of different places, um, but what you'll find in countries like the U.S., um, the U.K., and Australia, um, our guys are going into churches and teaching what you were talking about. Like um, dispensationalism is not the popular opinion anymore. So, um,
0: amongst our, two, what what groups? A
1: bunch amongst Christians. Okay. Um, I would say, like, the it's on the decline. We are the rarity mm-hmm. sitting here talking about dispensationalism. Um, and so they're going into churches and educate, educating on things like um, proper views on end times and, and all those things. Okay. <laughs> Basically, you know, I, I, that's why I laugh about talking about left behind because you know, we wouldn't necessarily agree with that coming out of. F-O-I, but it's not – I don't think that there's something completely wrong with it either. Mm. As my employer, are you uh, firing <laughs> me yet?
0: No, you're doing great. You're doing great. I think we can continue. Um, i not sure about a raise yet, but, I mean, <laughs> okay. you're uh, – secured your position. So just for um, the sake of, of listeners, because when I first heard Brian to keep saying the word dispensational, I just wanted to poke oh, him in the dear. eye because, like, I was like, can you just, like, explain it for a second? Is there, like, a quick – Way.
1: I'm the graphic designer. At no, FLI. No, no, okay. I know the term, uh, so but
0: the term that I've had the I've the most simple way I've had explained to me, so is 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 that God communicates to his people at different times in different mm-hmm. ways throughout the Bible. Hebrews 1-1. Yeah. One, one. Yep. <laughs> so um, yes, Hebrews one yep. one, um, but in the in the different ways would be like in the Garden of Eden in that dispensation mm-hmm. it was direct communication with mm-hmm. God. He communed with them. There was no barrier of sin. Mm-hmm. Then after fall there was a dispensation where God had them communicate with Him through sacrifices, mm-hmm. and then it changes throughout the Bible to the point where now we're in the dispensation of grace, which is where God communicates to us um, through His Holy Spirit and through the, the blood of His Son, who he can now look at us, and we no longer have to offer sacrifices, and and so. Um but I forget what the last dispensation is called. Do you remember mm, it? dispensation no. of judgment? That sounds bad. Uh Doomsday. So uh there's one more, but and I forget what it's called. But it's just it just categorizes God's relationship to us and its characteristics thereof throughout the Bible. And it's I don't think it's that I for the, the Christian circles that I run in, the only debate that I've heard about it is where to put the dispensation. So I I know that uh, like Calvinists usually put three desp- dispensations, where where the Calvary Chapels have seven, um, and so there's there's just different ca- ways to mm-hmm. set up the dispensations and the categories. Mm-hmm. But the, the most of the people that I respect and listen to and like their theology, there are dispensations.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, what we are arguing against is what is known as replacement theology. And Mm -hmm. the idea there is that, um, the church, um, today has replaced Israel and those promises that were given in the old Testament to them. Um, and now again, I do not have any kind of theological background. So understanding dispens the dispensations in that um, is, is not my area of expertise, mm-hmm. but I do know that a lot of churches today don't believe that those promises exist for Israel now, therefore the church. And so that is often what our guys are going in and educating against. And so
0: the FOI um, teaches that the promises still stand for Israel? Absolutely. They're God's covenant. Okay. Yeah. just want to make... so. Got it. OK, so that's really important, yeah. <laughs> for the existence of, of the FOI, you mm-hmm. know, and, and why it's important that we so uh, that being said, though, and, and this is where it gets a little muddy, like what do we do now with a faulty Israel? And I I think, like, I think having a lens of, of the Bible uh, helps a lot, considering mm-hmm. uh, never once has Israel been the ideal people ever. Mm-hmm because they're a group of people. The fact that God chose them, there's very few qualifications. And quite honestly, I don't even, I've never heard a convincing argument why God chose Israel um, to be, maybe the geographical position of where it is and, and all of that. But like, what uniquely qualified them to be God's people other than the certain genealogy and the tribes coming out. But like, they don't seem like they're any better or worse than to choose anyone else. They're literally just people.
2: I mean, I, th- I think the choice was made long before Israel was a people. Mm-hmm. It, it was the seed of Abraham.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I, I understand so, the genealogy, but— But why choose even Abraham? Like that, at that so point, choosing yeah. Abraham
2: because of his great faith. I mean, mm-hmm. according to Hebrews, like, you know what I mean?
0: He was justified by his faith.
2: But all of those – but he still
0: chose – it could have been other faithful people. And so he still chose those people ahead of time knowing that's what they were going to behave like. Mm -hmm. Um, No, what's nice is that we go through testimonies and it's nice to know that he chose them ahead of time knowing how big of a mess they are Mm -hmm. when I believe he calls us constantly and you know I don't get in the free will but like I he called us and we're messed just yeah. the same way like Israelites mm-hmm. are probably the people I, I sympathize and empathize the most with in the Bible because uh, mm-hmm. maybe just, that's
1: why they were chosen.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um but when you look at them they're not like some special spiritual I mean you read any of the the mm-hmm. pentateuch the, you know you're going to have you're going to see these people that are just messed up man it takes like mm-hmm. miracle stray miracle stray and it's like what in the world are you guys doing? And so if We were back then, it would be even more of a question, like, do we really support those people? Because they don't even follow their own God half the time, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I think it's hard. I think it's hard because we look—like you said, we have hindsight. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you're in the midst of it and Moses is up on the mountain and you're waiting for him and all these religions around every religion around you has these visible idols, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You're like, we just want to be just like them. We want a God that we can see and decorate— and make little logos on our shirts and whatever. You know what I mean? Like, we want to, we mm-hmm. all the other nations around us. Like, where did Moses go? He could be dead up there. We don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, so you do sympathize with them a lot. But in hindsight, we're like, man, how do you not get it? He just led you out of the... Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you're in it, you can justify anything. You yeah. Can, you can be like, well, what was it? Was it really him? Or maybe it was just a storm and the, and, the, and the sea split open. Like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, so
0: when you're in it, mm-hmm. it's hard. Like, we do have hindsight, which is nice. And even Samuel begs the people not to have kings, but they're looking around all the countries around them and, and yeah. they're like, mm-hmm. wait, they all have a king? Like, why can't we have a good mm-hmm. guy? Right. Like a, a king on our on earth? And
2: they're obviously looking at all the on, only the good things. They're not looking at the king of Preston, but they're looking like, he's, he's solving problems. You know, yeah. like we don't, we don't have anybody solving our problems. Yeah, we like- have like
0: 15 judges. And yeah. You know. yeah. So anyway, I just, it's, if when we have the problem today, I, my point of bringing all that up is it's not a unique problem to us today looking at Israel and seeing a flawed nation.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, Literally been from its start, they were fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how, what what did people do back then to when Israel was, had those promises and things were going terribly uh, for them and they were making mistakes to today? If the same promise still stands, I mean, that's why. That's my that's my roundabout answer for like how we. How we support them, even though they're wrong, it's like a,
2: oh, I would say like just like not. I'm not to, saying they are
0: wrong in every. I'm just saying no, if they no. did no. make
2: a bad. Well, decision. no, I mean it does. The Bible says they're veiled, like they don't they can't hear mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now, you know. So, but I would just say like any of the prophets, the prophets were all trying to warn them. You know, what I mean like they're trying to tell them like, listen, you got to get yourself together because it's about to hit the fan, you know. Mm-hmm. But the prophets recognized that Israel was needed a national repentance, and mm-hmm. they all got killed, so. Walk tread lightly, but you know, but <laughs> well, yeah. like they 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 didn't ignore that Israel was failing, mm. so I don't think we can ignore it. But we still have to support them, you know, pray for them. Yeah, pray, yeah, yeah. Pray for them, help them with these kind of ministries and stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: It it kind of makes me think of like Rahab, um, you know, because the the spies that went in weren't necessarily like I don't doing anything to exude God mm-hmm. in that, mm-hmm. but um, just back to what we were talking about earlier about how you know these small things that we don't necessarily feel um, can lead someone to Christ. Um, I th- I still think that you know she saw God through them somehow and was like you know believed in Him enough that was she was like you know remember my family when the city's destroyed mm-hmm. basically and yeah. I think even today. Um, that kind of exists where, you know, maybe not, a, a no one's going, oh, like, I believe in God now because I saw Israel or something like mm-hmm. that. But I do think that God is still working through them for us.
0: Question about your Joshua reference, because I just read through Joshua and Rahab have mm-hmm. so on oh, my mind. <laughs> I was going to um, say, this week for me. Yeah, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think they chose the brothel? That's my first question. So they went, they had, they could, I know that the, the typical answer you'll hear is that they went, cause I was thinking this while I was reading through, so you can correct my th- thinking if it's wrong, but the typical answer that you hear and you're reading commentaries is that they chose it because it's on the outskirts and you're not going to be discovered as much, mm-hmm. but they were found out. So like, did they just hear them talking about their plans and why? Like, I don't know. Do you think they chose, do you think that they were flawed spies and they were indulging is what I was asking, <laughs> what I'm thinking. I wouldn't put it past them. Because how were they discovered? They must have been close with the people in the brothel to be heard and discovered. Well, they figured that's where the gossip was going, right? They, so they went to the source. right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. it's like a hair—it's like a hair parlor. Yeah, like a barbershop. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I just no. when I was reading, I was like, we we always read about these spies. It's like these these dudes who went in. They really they had to go to the brothel. I'm like, maybe they wanted to. <laughs> you know? I don't know. But I actually think that's a great example because. It's nice. kind of like a <laughs> Uh
2: You're getting to race, no? Because yeah. it's like, uh, uh, yeah, I have not decided. No, when you look at that imagery, it's like it's a lot like. it's obviously a metaphor for like us, us being the Gentiles, being Ray, like Rahab. She kind of was the one that reminded them of their God. Yeah, like, I, I, mean, know your, I, I know you. So, I know your yeah. your your God is the one that led you out of Egypt, and it wasn't necessarily anything they were doing. They just said, who like, she just knew they were Israelites, mm-hmm. and she was like, we not like they were the ones like, oh, throw the red thing out there. You know, and yeah, she saw like, it in them. Yeah. Right, exactly. She saw it in them. Uh, I, I know, She knew their God more than they did, kind of, which is kind of like where we're at now. Like, <laughs> we know Jesus—we know God more so than the Jews, which sounds weird saying. But, you know, like, we know the fullness of it, the completeness mm-hmm. of it, and we're trying to let them yeah, know it. Yeah,
1: like, cool. I mean, if we're being honest, like, in the end, it just shows that uh, God is and does in spite of us. Like, it just— the Israelites show that, you know, they they weren't chosen because of something good mm-hmm. or great that they had done. It, it, They were chosen in spite of that.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so here's what we're going to do uh, for the FOI, our company.
1: Okay.
0: Is that what it is? Our yeah. industry. Our corporation. Ministry. Ministry. Um, company, car. All right, <laughs> company car. Um, it's a Toyota Tundra, so it's I was gonna say Volkswagen. Trouble. Yeah, it's okay. too soon. Um, And it's a. Uh, we give you a. We're gonna give you a company car to Chipotle only, um, and you have to use a thousand dollars. We love
2: school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did you even say? You said company
2: car, and I said Volkswagen. or Is that too soon? Uh, t- yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> This is once an episode, and but you so you get a, a company card, um, but it, it's a Chipotle card only. Okay. And it's uh, you get a thousand dollars, and you have to use it every year, all the full thousand, if you want to get it again each year. Wait, why okay. is it not a Chick Fil A one? Because the company has decided. Oh, our okay. Boss. <laughs> is that okay with you? Okay, boss. Sure. I don't know why you look so skeptical. I don't. know If don't you don't want the raise, coming. it's fine.
1: Oh, I thought it was, like, conditional on something. No, here. no, that's it. I so just, I, that's so what I, I think you deserve. I, uh, oh, okay. A
0: Chipotle okay. car, you have to get $1,000 of it every year, Great. and you get a company car, and, um, yeah. Off-road capabilities, TRD package, you got it. It's all you. It comes so. with, well, wow 2000 Well, wow $2,000. <laughs> <laughs> i am gonna
1: have to jam out to that on the way home now.
0: Yes. Do you, do you have it with you? Or you can probably find it on Apple, um, music. I'm sure mm-hmm. I can. Um, Okay, so for our, uh, you know, I'm, I'm learning. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting it. So I understand um, uh, loosely the biblical Israel. Um, it's what now I don't, I have a hard time understanding it. Having not been there and having not cared about it Starting most of ramen. my life. Started ramen, yeah. But even like watching the news, it was like you watched, uh, you watched CNN growing up or whatever. If it was on, it was just like Israel sucks. And then you you turn on Fox, and it's just like if you don't like Israel, you're not a Christian. And then you know, there's this the political landscape is confusing because you don't ever get a clear, non-biased perspective on what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. So like, when we see Palestine and Israel fighting, what what are they fighting over? And what is I, I know there's probably there's simple answers to these, but it might help kind of paint this picture. So what are they fighting over? Why is everybody pissed right now?
1: I mean the the simple answer is the land. Okay. So, you know, as Christians, J- Jewish people would even agree like the land was promised by God to Israel, hmm. the people, not a country, just oh. Israel, the people, and that I think that. Brings in some of the confusion, um, you know. There, there's Jewish um, in birth and blood, and there's Jewish in religion. So, they it's the only. Um, I don't remember what the word is, but that means that they they're both a religion and a um, and a people. Yeah. Um. But because they lost the land, um, which you can read straight out of the Bible, um, in the old Testament, uh, basically other, there there were still Jewish people living in the land through all of this that, that have always been there. Um, but it has been taken over a number of times. So I, again, history is not my thing. So the idea of where, the name Palestine comes from it. I know that it comes from Britain and like the UK or what is currently the UK, but at the time, um, but I don't know why.
4: Mm. Yeah.
1: I feel like you might have a better,
2: uh, no. I, so I know, I know. Um, I forget which king it was. Mm. It's going to drive me nuts now, but the, the word Palestine Comes from Philistine, so when when it was taken over, it was uh, to spite Israel because Philistine was always the 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 whatever the dagger in Israel's side, you know the whatever you want to call it. Um, So it was to spite Israel, calling it Palestine because it was whatever whatever language at the time the king was at the time was was that's how you said Philistine was Palestine. Its conception was anti-Israel. Correct, Palestine. Yeah. So, but that goes way way back, Mm. and then I guess Britain re surfaced it or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, the people considered Palestinians now are people that were kind of like pushed out when um, you um, Britain decided to give the land back to the Jewish people um, after the Second World War, after the Holocaust and, and everything that had happened. Um, and so that is kind of where the Palestinians now are like, you know, this, this, this was our home, but it really was the Jewish peoples before that, Mm -hmm. um, they had just been pushed out. So
0: that's where it looks a little funny. Yeah, it does. Because
1: because, I mean, if you saw any other country that that happened to, like, we wouldn't argue any more for them, but. As Christians, because we have the Bible and like we firmly believe in God's word, it it's kind of different.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. If I if I did not believe the Bible, I would one hundred percent be siding with Palestine.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Because when you just the theft just, was more recent. I'm sorry. Like Israel taking the land. Yeah, that yeah, that was since like the Holocaust. Like I said, yeah, the yeah repatriation like back to their homes
1: eighty land. years ago. And then Wh- what was the gap long.
0: before that? Well, I I don't I know you mean nineteen forty eight. What was the gap of when it oh, well, like lost hundreds, it now? Four hundred,
1: like no. that. We're talking like Malachi, like the last chapter. Well, no, well, no that's yeah, gonna, I'm yeah, sorry.
0: Um, 70 A.D. Yeah,
1: right? seventy. Yeah, sorry.
0: You can still keep the company car, destruction. <laughs> destruction. <laughs> I mean, I guess the destruction of the temple in 70 A.D. Exactly. And then the dispersion. years, and then a lot. You know. So the high, I mean, that hindsight's tough when I mean, it's like 1900 years ago. it's like I don't care whose land it was. It is, now. And, and we do have. So obviously we stand on the word of God, even if we didn't have
2: anything else. But now, really, like once archaeology became a thing, it's like, okay, now how do you deny it? Like, mm-hmm. because you can't, you can't put a shovel anywhere in Israel without without coming up with something Jewish. It's true. Um, mm-hmm. And that's evident in like the fact that like how political it is where they want to excavate and where they don't. Like, there's a lot of land that still hasn't been excavated, and if a lot of the Muslims don't want them to keep excavating because they're going to keep finding Jewish things depending on where it's at or whatever the the Jews don't want them to excavate because they don't want to find Christian evidences Mm. so um, and Christians are kind of like just go ahead dig away like but you know so so it's still you could tell even in like the excavating and archaeology it's like that there's political turmoil Mm. Um, yeah it's why I mean it goes all the way back to Isaac and Ishmael
4: Mm -hmm. yep
2: Um, so I don't even so now it's definitely the land but, like, I think yeah. the under everything is, like, that blessing mm. because the yeah. promised seed came through Isaac. But, I mean, God said Ishmael is going to have a lot of countries and a lot of people, a lot of blessing, just like Isaac did. But he's not going to have the promised seed.
4: Mm. So mm. if
2: you look around, look at all the Arab countries, all the Muslim countries around. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. all direct descendants from Ishmael. So.
0: Which is why the genealogies are just so important. Yeah, we should skip Absolutely.
2: over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's no,
0: this. Yeah, you can follow him and trace them back. Yeah, when I was uh, going through a counseling, not counseling, a discipling course with someone who was just freshly, got God say you're doing, reading through the Bible and was like, what are these dang genealogies, man? And, and I was like, read them. Mm-hmm. Don't feel bad if you don't understand them. Like, get the meat and then mm-hmm. uh, get the milk and then we'll come for the meat. Because that, uh, that's like a mature thing to be able to sit down and like really read through genealogies yeah, and trace and especially
2: it. when especially when you go like so far back, you're like, oh, uh, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> Yeah. Like all the ones from like Shem and stuff, you're like, I don't know, like.
0: yeah. And You really need to know the Jack and I have blood curse in order to get that. <laughs> to get saved. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. All right. So, land they're fighting over now. What are some things that Israel's doing well? So I hear I hear some of, like the uh, here's Reddit. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> The, not, not that I take everything from Reddit, but I do like seeing like the public opinion and they ask questions. And, and when you, somebody says something and then like 19,000 people like it, it's like, okay, there's an opinion that's popular.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the pro-Israel uh, comments was just like, but the Palestinians are taking kids in hospitals and, um, and they're taking them hostage. And so, and so like when they, and then they're leaving their cell phone in there so that when the tar- bomb strikes come in, the Palestinians aren't there anymore. And, um. They're just—it makes Israel look bad, you know, and they're just using kids as, like, shields. And so that seems like a really demonized way to paint the Palestinians. And then the other threat, I didn't realize that that there's—a lot of—Israel does some same tactics when it comes to that in order to— but I know that their defense, the Iron Dome is really—you already mentioned that once or twice. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do you—how do you interpret, like, their military tactics, like, right now? Who do you—is there a more ethical side?
1: Uh, (laughs) Uh— Israel is considered the most ethical um, army in the world. Um, I and, and maybe I am biased, you know, coming at this. I, I have already said that I went on a tour with the FIDF. So um, I've been on a number of IDF bases through my few trips there. Um, and what I can say is that um, you know, I'm hearing this secondhand, but it, for, first of all, let me say that every everyone in Israel serves in the army.
4: Gal Gadot. At, mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. She did. Um, uh, so they're all familiar with it. It's certainly not something that we do in the U S and I'm kind of thankful we don't, but, um, it makes you more aware. I think it's part of what makes it mm-hmm. feel safer there. Um, but again, so I'm hearing this stuff secondhand, but hearing stories about these guys where, you know, they're at the border of the Gaza Strip and um, and they're truly, this, this story is insane to me, laying in these, they set up these kind of like tents that are camouflaged uh, so they look. Like, kind of like a a rock or something Mm like that. Um, And they're sitting there for days, like literally pooping in helmets Mm -hmm. like type thing because they see in a building in the distance a terrorist, but what they also see in that building is a mother with a child. And so they will sit there for days waiting for an opportunity where she's given the chance to go to the bathroom or something to attack and make sure that they're not Mm. putting the child and the woman who they don't think are actually part of the terrorist organization, like they're saving them Mm. at the same time. So that is where there's, you know, a little argument. Some people even... Christians might disagree that that is how Israel is actually handling it from a mm-hmm. army standpoint but um, you know I've heard other stories like they're, it as they're not well. going to be
0: like super transparent on all their tactics so exactly. they, 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 it's anecdotal at best when you're talking about stuff so you kind of have to choose your narrative first
1: Yeah and I think you know when they're talking about the these people that they've brought in to, to speak to me as I'm there, um, you know they're not going to say anything bad against it. So mm-hmm. you do weed through some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when I compare that to Hamas, who who truly they put they put their bombs under hospitals, schools, um, they are using children, women as shields. Um, but like that, that is undeniable and that, that I, there's just no way to see past that for me mm-hmm. personally. It's
0: okay to have an opinion. You're, no, you're, yeah, no.
4: Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's what I have always heard is that the Palestinians have like really horrible non-humanitarian tactics.
1: So I, I do want to clarify here that I, I personally have a strong belief that like, um, this is specifically Hamas, Hamas yeah. or whom, whatever terrorist organization is um, in control at the time. So um, it was previously the, the Pal- yes, Palestinian Libertarian yeah. Authority or something,
2: Libertarian organization,
1: yeah. organization. Yes, A. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> wrong, I have an anecdote about order. that. that, that. <laughs> um, but I, I truly believe that the Palestinians. Um, want peace. I believe that, um, most of them, uh, I believe that they are just pawns in this awful terrorist game that's going on. And I mean, I, I said it already, but I, I just really believe they, they want a normal life, you know? And I don't think, I also don't think that they hate is Israel and Israelis as much as it's been portrayed, um, as people are telling like them that they hate them, they, they would be happy to have a job, um, in Israel. They are often happy to send their sick children to Israeli hospitals for medical attention when, when it's offered to them. But the crazy part of that is, if they do that, their lives are then in danger for saving their own kids by sending them to another mm-hmm. country that could take care of them. Which is just crazy to me.
0: That but. is crazy. But yeah, so no, so that not so that's good. But it's um, all, by the way, it's, it's, I'm I I know this is I'm learning now. So I'm. Ex- this is good for me because I'm. I, you guys yeah. have experience. I don't. So in this situation, I'm learning from you. I'm not asking for the listeners. I'm literally asking for me. So mm-hmm. this is this is cool stuff.
2: Yeah. One thing I thought was real cool was uh, I mentioned this book before, but I'm going to mention it again slower. So I really suggest everybody read it. Um, but when I, we went with our trip um, and we went into Palestine, we met the organization started by Taas Saada, and he used to be the the lead PLO sniper hmm. and Yasser Arafat's chauffeur and he's Yasser Arafat is the guy who started the PLO. Okay. So, he was his main sniper and chauffeur. And he his testimony is insane and the book is called Once an Arafat Man and I highly suggest getting it because he in the, he shows you how a 15 to 25-year-old Palestinian boy can get so radicalized because in those moments from like the we'll say from like after the holocaust from like the 40s to 90s and all the jews started repatriating back to israel palestinians were just getting literally kicked out left and right mm-hmm. and but what he what we don't see that he shows is that they were getting kicked out but with no hatred but when they moved into other places like jordan and uh it just where Yemen and all these surrounding Arab countries, like the Palestinians are the most hated of the Arab Muslim world. So they would get they would go into you know, they would they'd be refugees and go into Jordan and then get absolutely brutalized in Jordan. Mm-hmm. And then they'd have to flee from Jordan and they'd go to Yemen, they get brutalized in Yemen and they have to flee from that. So they're it, we, they, we make it seem like it's all the Muslim world against Israel, but like a lot of the muslim countries hate the palestinians even though they're muslim mm. so so because they're not happy in all these arab places they blame it all well we were fine until israel came mm. even though jordan hates us even though all these other like so they start these so as a kid like you're growing up and you're getting bullied by jordanians you're getting bullied by people from yemen wherever it is like and you start hating israel because of it. you don't hate the people that are bullying you but you hate the people the reason why you had to leave mm-hmm. so they start hating it and these people start like you know indoctrinating them with like yeah you, you would have been fine had it not been for you know mm-hmm. even though a group of Jordanians just jumped you and because you're Palestinian Yeah. so around the Muslim world it's more of like a country to country more nationalistic it's then. more nationalistic but obviously between Israel and, and it's, it's religious mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but um, and he's got a crazy story and then you know he ends up meeting he ends up like a very it's obviously it's like a modern day Paul Mm-hmm. He was killing Jews and Christians, and then he was saved, mm-hmm. and now he literally goes into mosques around the Arab world and, and preaches Jesus. Um, but it shows you how like, well, like how somebody gets so radicalized so quick, and it wasn't really the older; it was always that age gap of like fifteen to twenty five,
0: like mm-hmm. men. Naturally, it's always men. yeah, yeah. I I was just, I recently listened to a podcast with this guy. I, I don't know how to say his name now. Ma- oh, I know what, I know what you're talking about, Majid yeah, Nawaz. Yeah. M a j i d yeah mm-hmm. n a w a z yeah and it, it, a lot of the stuff you're saying was similar his was a, an Islamic terrorist as yeah. well, he was mm-hmm. um, radicalized as and it's similar there as a young um, boy in the U K he was like he's, he's cool looking because he has a corporate yeah, 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 accent. yeah, yeah. Um, and he was getting brutalized for mm-hmm. being um, Muslim Muslim yeah. and uh, beat up constantly and. Um, some guy. The story is crazy. Like some guy came to protect him, and he got stabbed like twenty-seven times or something Mm -hmm. crazy. Just kept, and so he just got this like violent expression. He couldn't get out, and uh, there was a group of people that were willing to make him feel welcome and give him a purpose, and they were Islamic extremists. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, he was able to over the next decade get out of it and see more reason in in his behavior than he had emotion. Uh, But it was. It sounded very similar. It's like well, they- big,
2: a big reason to that is he went just like what I'm saying with the Palestinians. flee. like mm-hmm. oh, we'll go to Jordan. They'll like us there, and they don't. He went. He was in the Egyptian prison. Yeah, and the Egyptians who were yeah. Muslim who were were tort- literally torturing him. Mm-hmm. He was like next in line to be tortured, mm-hmm. and, and like a pretty much miraculous thing happened. But he was next in line to be tortured. He could hear people getting electrocuted, and, and they were Muslims on Muslims. He was like number sixty or something. It was like I think yeah. it was like yeah, something like that. Forty nine or something, yeah. and like number forty eight. He heard screaming before him, and like and he was like these are my own. These are. Our own people are doing this. Story. So it's like – so you start seeing the bigger picture. Like it's not
0: about – it's never been about what they say it's about. And it was cool to hear from the most non-biased perspective possible, like a yeah. guy who was grew up in – a Muslim yeah. Englishman mm-hmm. t- tortured in Egypt, his opinions on the U.S. and basically yeah. saying how he was impressed by – I forget who the president was at the time because he's older in the podcast. He was in his young forget, 20s. Yeah. Um, how they, they took him on um, back to the U.S. and they did not – basically prosecute him or whatever his war crimes were. But anyway, they – because he did have – I mean, he was working for a terrorist organization. So, mm-hmm. the, I mean, there's, he, yeah. he's, he's on that, that list, yeah. the terrorist list. And it, it just uh, the thing that he said I thought was so cool is that he's on the list for – as an as a ex-terrorist, um, so the things he can't do, and he's also on the list for anti-Muslims. So he's like, mm-hmm. how crazy these lists are, where like yeah. they—he's in two completely different categories that are completely against each other, um, and just that's how chaotic things are around the world, mm-hmm. it, where he, he yeah, can, like be, he can't, he can he, be a I'm counterterrorist sure and a terrorist. At yeah, the same he can't time. go to Egypt. Yeah, that makes sense. I, would, I don't think yeah. he wants to. Well, no, I'm just point. saying, yeah. Like, yeah, like, but yeah, it's, it's just it's just crazy. Because I have the 24 version of terrorist in my mind. Like, have you ever seen Twenty Four before? Or Jack Bauer. Jack, yeah. Jack oh, there's
2: something where the clock cl- clicks. Yeah, down? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And,
0: and I mean, growing up watching that show, they do a nice job on one of the seasons, like showing how the guy gets radicalized, but just pretty much they're the embodiment of evil, and mm-hmm. that's it. And they're all, they're also like eighteen year old boys that are just looking for a purpose and beaten up by fifteen other countries that they tried to go to and feel yeah. welcome, and the only people that are making them feel belong mm-hmm. are evil organizations mm-hmm. um, with evil desires. And it, when I was listening to him, it kind of shaped my. Heart for prayer towards, like, we can pray for Israel and also pray for the Palestinians that mm-hmm. they yeah, come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, there's also a
2: lot of Arab Palestinian Christians. Like yes. That's a big population yeah. too. <laughs> that we don't even, that we don't even, like we think Palestine, and it's like, there's a big Palestinian Christian community.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, as Christians, we, we often default to, all right, we're either going to be vocal about being anti Palestine and Hamas and vocal about being pro Israel, and then our prayer life is dry for both. Yeah. You know, Right, right, right. Yeah, because you're confused or whatever. Yeah. All oh, right, we solved everything. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, all right. All right, here, all right, here's your new task. Ready? Role okay. play. I'm Ben Shapiro. <sighs> okay. Oh, boy. All right. Hi, Ben. I have... Hello. Uh, you need a helium. I going to say you need a helium balloon. <laughs> he, he listens. So, sorry, Ben. Um, uh, my yarmulke on. I've just done my 19 prayers. I, I am, know where this is going. Um I have a pretty strong, um, I'm a hyper-intellectual. I've been a cultural uh, Jew my whole life. Is that a Jewish man my whole life? Um, help me understand why, and it's just to any of you, not just to Katie, like help me understand. And I'll, I'll, I'll cause I've listened to him enough to know what he would say, I, I think. Is it, I'm gonna have the dumbed down version of his answers. But like, why do you buy into this Jesus guy? I don't think that he fulfills the prophecies like you think he does. Um, I think he was just a, a nice dude with a lot of you know, in the same vein of Gandhi. So why do you guys accept the New Testament as inspired? Good, Katie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, not supposed to be on so, here as the as the theologian huh? of the no,
0: no, no, I don't think any of us are supposed to be on here as <laughs> Um So why do you accept Jesus in your life?
1: <laughs> please
4: don't do that it's definitely not his is voice. that his <laughs> I feel
0: like it's like a like a, i don't know what that is so cool so cool it's jesus to me i'm an intellectual oh, cultural historical jewish man i'm 45 years old i've given hundreds of thousands of hours of my time to my cultural system
3: what is, uh, what's the verse? Uh, the right. pastor will be- I, I, I hope th- you guys don't have th- to witness
0: the Jews Well, well soon. No, My
2: question, my, my question is, that w- I don't know what you believe and what you don't believe in this fake Ben Shapiro <laughs> thing. But do you believe that Jesus was a real human in history? Yes. Okay. Do you believe that he was crucified? Yes. Okay. Do you believe what he
0: said when he was crucified? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's hard to trust because if the New Testament is not inspired, then mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Do you believe in
2: the resurrection?
0: Do you believe? I, the, I don't. I don't. I know there's the witnesses and stuff, but I, I, it's not super convincing. Do to you me. believe Isaiah fifty-three? I do.
2: Okay. Do uh, so. You believe in Isaiah fifty-three?
0: That, is, that, is that is that is part say, of the Bible. I do. Who would you to, who yes. would you
2: say best fits that description?
0: Um, that was. I do. So I do think that uh, the the Jesus guy. Um, does that's definitely what he would say? Jesus guy, um, uh, does fit that part of it, but I also think that we explain away a lot of the prophecies, such as like the king coming in, um, and being a. I, I believe that Jesus when Jesus or the Christ does come and the Savior is going to be a, a political and and physical king on earth, not just. I mean, you guys came in. Okay. You got a carpenter. I I, can't, you, I want a king. Okay, do you believe in Psalm twenty two? Um. Do you want to explain that to me?
2: Uh, yeah, that's the one that he said on the cross. Why well, start with that one where he said on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If you're Jewish, that's like one of your worship songs. Mm-hmm. So when Christ said that on the cross, they would have finished the song. Right? He said it to a group. Yeah. Of, uh, they would mm-hmm. have finished the songs. So you're that
0: explaining one. that people were well-read when they wrote the New Testament, but not that— Not well-read. They were well-memorized from mm-hmm. what they were taught.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, now you're going to make me sit here in awkward silence to
0: find it. No, you're good. I'm just going to sit here and um, eat my hummus— <laughs> what did you guys eat over there? For?
1: You can eat hummus. Hummus,
0: oh, that's, that's fine.
3: See Psalm 22.
2: Yeah, so I am poured out later in the verse. This is what they would have saying: I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax; it is melted away within me. My strength is dried up like a post, like a potsherd. And my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs have surrounded me. A band of evil men has encircled me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. People stare and gloat over me. Then they divide my garments among them and cast lots for my clothing. But you, O oh Lord, being that far off, on oh my strength, come quickly to help me. Deliver my, wife, my life from the sword. Not my wife. <laughs> my precious life from the power of the dogs. Um, who does that sound like?
0: That sounds, doesn't sound like a king.
2: Like- Sounds
0: like Jesus Christ it does, yeah. He just won me over, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just saying. So uh, I mean, we could. Uh, it's, it's so hard to have this hypothetical.
0: Yeah. Uh, I so don't know what, so like, I just had a conversation with. Uh, a couple of big Christian um, leaders on my podcast, you know, the fastest growing conservative podcast. Um, on, on, uh, <laughs> I on, forgot uh, you were Ben podcast. Shapiro
1: for a second. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs>
0: um, and um, I, it wasn't MacArthur. I forget who it was, but it was an it was an as a big famous Christian dude. And I was talking to him, and he basically um, offered a similar word that Jesus did fulfill the certain prophecies. Um, I'm just, I don't, I don't see. And I don't believe that the God that was shown in the New Testament is a continuation of the Old Testament. It seems like there's a disjoint between the two. And um, when I'm looking at the New Testament, I don't see it being inspired. I also, and this is what I really believe, because I remember this. I remember quoting and saying this when I <laughs> when I was in this interview, that when um, I don't believe, one, that Jesus is the one that was prophesied. And I'm forgetting my second point. Hold on. It's coming. There is nothing in the New Testament in terms of the character of God that isn't in the Old Testament. So I, I believe that the New Testament could be written as fiction because enough of God is revealed in the Old Testament to write a New Testament. So if you take, uh, for example, that, this is an example that I used back then, um, that if uh, if you read To Kill a Mockingbird— and you, uh, you read it, and you memorized that book, and you read it every single day of your life, you could write a sequel. I see where continuous. you're going with this, but
2: I have a question for you then, Ben. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How, how would the, how would, do you believe that there's going to be a Messiah? I hope so. If not, I'm wasting a lot of time. Okay, so then what, <laughs> that, that belief that you're putting on Jesus,
4: mm-hmm.
2: how is the Messiah that you're waiting for going to fulfill all these things without also making it seem scripted? I mean he's got to be mm-hmm. born in Bethlehem, right? He's got to be, be he's got to be born when the temples up, which is there's no temple now. Mm-hmm. So I mean like there's there's over 300 prophecies that have to like so this guy would also have to fulfill all those or he's not the Messiah. Now that's going to look scripted as well.
0: So more or less it it literally is going to be scripted no matter what. I just don't think the script that's written is the right one. I think the script is going to be soon.
1: Not to talk to you as Ben, but I think this is kind of where we talk about the Jewish people's eyes just being veiled and Mm. you know, we can sit here and hand them scripture over and over and over again. But you know, Ben, Ben's eyes are unfortunately veiled and that's,
4: Mm.
1: you know, not there's, I don't think there's any more that we could give him that would. It's just, God has to open his eyes to, to that. So, so I, I don't want to like.
0: No, no, no. So I know, I know, the listeners. It's been me the whole time. Um just, <laughs> I was. So we'll shift out of that. Um, I don't want to be copyright issues and stuff. Um, I was thinking the other night. I was at church, right? And and they were talking about testimonies and people getting saved, and it was at the men's study on Monday night. Mm-hmm. And this is this is this comes to a point. I remember there was a, a guy that I that was. Um, On my dad's heart And when he was dying of cancer This guy wanted some answers So he came over to talk to him I knew the guy really well And it was like It was one of those Where I knew the guy didn't Was a strong atheist And had really strong opinions Counter um, to the gospel But he knew that my dad Had a peace And was dying And so he wanted to hear What he had to say So he came over And he was talking to him And I was in the other room And it was one of those Where like the person That was talking Was like very important to me So I was like all right, dad Like this is gonna be this, this witnessing example mm-hmm. is going to have implications after you're dead. So I hope it's good. You know, I was in the other, I was literally in the living room um, I, and I was just like praying and sitting there. And like every time, you know, I was nervous. And he kept on, the, the person asked a couple questions and, and it was basically, um, what do you believe and why do you have a peace? And then the next question was, like, what do you do with homosexuality? What do you do with abortion? And I remember my dad not answering the second two questions, the second and third question. And annoyed me, like I was sitting in the other room, like you know, you you know, apologetics, you know, answers to these things, and he just refused to do it. He just kept. He was like, "What do you think about?" He's like, "Listen, before I don't care about those two things. I only care about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So let's go." And he walked him through Romans Road, Mm -hmm. and then the guy was annoyed that he wasn't answering those questions, and then it was over. Um, and I was in the other room thinking, oh, it's a missed opportunity. And then two years later, um, that person reached out and was like, Hey, the, the, that Jesus guy your dad was talking about is still sitting in my heart. Can we talk about that? And mm-hmm. I was like, he's like, I don't know what to do with this Jesus guy. I can't get away from him. And so I took that as an, a uh, smaller level to, you know, hmm. when we were talking about witnessing to people who may have completely different cultural historical backgrounds and they're bringing in this like veil or a lens to a conversation that's keeping them from the truth. Instead of arguing about – if you don't hand them Jesus, you have nothing to hand them. Um, And so even in those interviews where there was two really famous people, I wish I remember the names of them, um, where he was uh, talking to them and and they basically asked Ben why doesn't he believe in Jesus and they had a time to talk. They could have just presented like an argument and instead they just preached the gospel. Mm -hmm. And that was like a lesson. Was it William Lane Craig? William Lane Craig was one of them. And and He's a huge apologist. John MacArthur? Was it John? John so. MacArthur yeah. was on there. He did? So yeah. Okay, know. then it was yeah. John. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there were two, and William yeah. Lane Craig is a smart dude. Yeah. Like, I, I know John MacArthur's incredibly smart in biblical knowledge, but I don't think he's an apologist no, by I, trade. I, 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 from but, what I
2: remember correctly, I watched both of those, and I liked William Lane Craig's better. Like, he left Ben a lot more speechless, from what I remember.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John MacArthur was more... Talking about cultural Christianity and, like, Christianity mm-hmm. today. when mm-hmm. But either way, William Lane Craig could dismantle pretty much anybody's Any, yeah. thought process. And he didn't try to attack Judaism. And and he was just like, all right, I, I have a chance to sit down and talk to a, a person who believes in my God but not the saving knowledge of my God. And he just shared Jesus with him multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I loved it. I, I, I hated it when I was listening to it because I was thinking of arguments even I know, you know, about those things that he's talking about. But our job isn't just just to argue. It's to present the gospel and then mm-hmm. let those seeds plant and grow. Mm-hmm. And you can have those other conversations still, you know. Mm-hmm. But that, what if you right now, like, had the chance online to t- say um, somebody famous, like, I don't know, Tucker Carlson or, like, somebody on, like, a famous show where a lot of people watch it. They ask you to come on and talk about something. Like, would you just blow it off and just start sharing the gospel because you're on the screen? You know what I mean? Or would you – I don't know.
2: I don't know if I'd blow it off, but I'd – lightly touch it and try to get it to the co- like you know what I mean
0: yeah.
4: yeah I
2: would I mean that's kind of what Jesus did they gave him they gave him hard <clears throat> cultural questions and he had a third way
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: they were looking to trap him and he had a third answer that kind of addressed the
0: heart of what they were really saying. That's why. So I try,
2: if I could do that on the spot, I would try to do
0: that. But I don't know if
4: like
0: you ever see the compilation of when when pastors are, are asked about homosexuality online, uh, on like interviews on TV, like they had oh, Joel Steen answering that question, um, and they had the Hillsong pastor, they had, and it was like they're sitting down with the View, and they're sitting down with you know different stations, and they're like, what, what's your view? Like why do you, your church take gays? And like hearing them like handle the some of the pastors were just like if you want to know what I think about that, read the Bible, but I want to talk to you about Jesus. And they just skipped the question all together. Mm-hmm. Some people just caved and they were like, yeah, we love gays. And they just moved on because mm-hmm. they wanted to be accepted. And then they preached Jesus. And then some people just argued that issue the whole time.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So what would you guys, I don't know. I started with a hypothetical, but I, I thought about if I ever had the chance to like, in that scenario, how I'd handle a question like that. Would I, because Jesus found the third way to answer mm-hmm. questions about widows and, giving to Caesar with Caesars and mm-hmm. tithing. But if we're now giving Jesus as... as well,
2: no, our- that's actually... A, that's a, I mean, it's a very good... Well, at least going back to the Ben thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good thought experiment because what we... I think what we don't... I think what we should get in the practice of more so is that any time anybody asks us about Jesus or the Messiah or whatever, like, I think we should... 90% of the time Go to the Old Testament Because the whole birth of mm. the, the whole birth of the of They didn't have the New Testament They were writing it So it's all there in the Old Testament And we're just not as well versed at finding it
0: Which we should be But Which is good that you brought up Psalms and Isaiah 53 Yeah When you were talking to yeah. Ben When right. he was here but
2: just, Yeah, I didn't, I don't know what Ben actually believes. That's why I was doing your hypothetical. I, know, I, was trying, like, was I don't know, know that. if he actually believes. Maybe he doesn't believe
0: Jesus even existed as a person. He does believe that, okay. but his main thing is that like you can write the New Testament with the Old Testament present, which acknowledges how, you know, how much you can find Jesus in the Old Testament, right? Because mm-hmm. if you can predict mm-hmm. one that fits at least 90% of it, even if you're Jewish, you're mm-hmm. like, all oh, right, that dude was close. There's just so many things that were against
2: his own will.
0: Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and, like where and, you're born and and how how you die, like things like that. They're like, and how many historical figures, aka the disciples, decided to be martyred for the fake Jesus?
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Like that doesn't make any sense, to right? Me. Like that's the most compelling argument for me mm-hmm. that he was Christ. Is that so many people saw the miracles and decided they were worth being beheaded for and mm-hmm. crucified and tortured, boiled alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So Ben saved. <laughs> <laughs>
4: wow. Um,
0: nice. one day deal. though. I'm praying for Jordan Pearson. Didn't you send me a video of him getting saved? Not saved, no. Yeah, he. Um, someone sent me a video last uh, about a month ago of him professing Jesus Christ.
2: No, he was on Joe Rogan crying, talking about like, Exodus, and he was and he was, was saying like. There's was, another one
0: on his own podcast. Like uh, I don't know who sent it to me. It might have been Jake Birch who is here. Oh, maybe um, I don't it's know. It's him like yeah. sitting there just like crying and saying he finally buys into it. And I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. I, that's one I of those where I'm like, it. that's cool, but let's see fruit. Let's see it mm-hmm. play out. Mm-hmm. So it's not an emotional moment. But there's two people, Ben yeah. and him, that I pray for that aren't close. No, one I don't pray for my wife or my child. <laughs>
4: <No>. <laughs> just ben. just, ben. No, just ben, ben and Jordan.
0: Peterson. Yeah. What, what was your favorite place in Israel? Oh, here we go. <laughs> do you
4: want to have, do you wanna have about, a conversation? We're going to talk about
2: Atco over here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to come back to you. you know yeah. I'm going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you th- uh, ready? All right, hold on, come back. Ritter part about that. Okay, over here to you guys. What? Then I'm coming to you, Chris, to so start thinking. What? Uh, what do you think? Your favorite place in Israel would be.
4: Mm. Just,
2: like from either either from what you heard or from like just reading scripture. Like ah, I'd love to go see that. Like I see Galilee. I just I, that's what
0: I hear all that's the time. That's where you are baptized, right? Yeah. I was just gonna say that. No, I, I, I like – nat. I mean, I know that – I'm like an – I like nat- – I know it sounds really dumb, but I like like natural things that – what's mm-hmm. that like the the Sea of Galilee. I don't really care as much to see like a, a building where people walked in and out of or
4: mm-hmm.
0: – um, but like to see – to know that that's the same water is pretty cool. To be baptized in it, that's the next level. So you can flex on that. You want to – No, I don't want to. No, how was that though? Like th- what was – how, who baptized you? Yeah, um,
2: to Pastor Vince. The Holy and, no, Spirit. I'm trying to think of it. Pastor, <laughs> no, Pastor yeah. Vince. No, Pastor Vince and Pastor Gary from Calvary Chapel Santa in California. Okay. Um, What's his last name? Fault- There's so many Pastor Garys. Yeah, I know. Now I mix them all up. Doesn't like matter. Fall Fault- Something like that. Lawton? I don't know. I um, But uh, how was it? It was just like a
0: Halawasa. Okay. I'm did, saying. What, I mean, like, so, but so being baptized in the Sea of Galilee compared to the Halwasa, like, what, what do you think?
4: Hmm.
0: You know, it made it more special, right? Because it was. Oh yeah, it, it did make it more special, but it, yeah, I mean, the results the same. You, you the, results baptized, is, so. yeah, the results, yeah,
2: results the same. I do remember the the uh, the night before seeing a. There's this little like dock you can walk out on, and I remember sitting uh, sitting on this dock and in the water, like you know when something's like swimming in the water, you can you see like a V. You know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. like, and it was approaching, and uh, I was like, "What is that?" And as it got closer, it was like long, and and then it went under the dock, and it was a full-fledged like big snake,
4: hmm.
2: which I didn't even know if the sea galley had those or not or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't think of anything else the next the next <laughs> day. I was like, "There was a snake right around where we're doing this. I'm gonna probably die." <laughs> and so, as
0: it was a great experience, but I was I was distracted. Gotcha. Did you find out what kind it was, like, if it was poisonous nah, or not? Nope.
1: I wonder if they have poisonous snakes. I don't know.
0: Probably not, but if it could
2: have wrapped me, or wrapped me up or something, mm. I don't know. So, or even if it's, like, it's seaweed hit me, and I was <laughs> like,
4: <you> what <know? laughs>
0: are <were> you like? <laughs> that's, that's good, man. Um, when we were working at, at... So, we were working at Halawasa, right? There's, there's the, the swimming lake, and there was a snake going across the... The, the bridge that goes in the middle the dirt bridge you reminded me of this when you're saying and my job because I'm not a, really that afraid of snakes so when I can grab a tail and throw okay, it you know that was the goal insane um so the, I have, a, I have a, a caveat though like it's I have to be on land when okay. I'm near them like it's I don't want, I don't want to be in the water yeah and I'll be with a water snake on land um <laughs> but if you my nightmare is being in the water and I can't touch and there's snakes at the top high level. Like yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened. So I I it was on the road and I went to grab it and it spun around a lot faster than I was used to. Cause they just call me when there were snakes. And so there's like a boating like where it's fine for snakes to be. So I was just gonna grab it by the tail like whip it like it, you know, and just throw it. But as I'm whipping it, it goes back and it bites my hand. And I just panicked and I went like this and I threw it into the swimming lake where every kid is swimming. <laughs> and I panicked and I just jumped into the lake not, without a plan. I, I, there was a big hook there. I could have just grabbed the hook and scooped it out. But I was like, man, these kids, am are going to get sued. So I like jump into the lake and I come up and I'm in, just in like, what am I this... going to do? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> like, what was the plan? There wasn't one. And okay. so I got up and I'm like going under and I'm swimming on my back underwater, looking up and trying to grab it as it's swimming. So I'm... S- Bro, it was terrifying. So I ended up being underwater and grabbing it from the bottom and pulling it down and trying to slide my hand up to its neck. It's all a neck. I know. So like All the way up to like right before its head.
2: You're having a conversation with yourself. You're like answering yourself. But I,
0: I slid it all the way up to its neck and I, I came out and everybody was like – they didn't realize how much fear I had, but they thought I was like the crocodile hunter. Right, right, right. But I was petrified the whole time. Anyway, um, so I would be afraid where you were because you're like – like I don't know what. what no, I legitimately level.
2: like. Maybe I was hallucin- I like. I don't know how big yours was that you're talking about, but this one was like a full. It was massive. Like I'm talking like an anaconda type that Was like thing. three feet. Oh no no no! This was long. like this stretched like eighteen feet. I um, don't. I don't uh, believe that. Oh, I'm not ju- Then I, I don't know what. It, I'm not even joking. Ju- I didn't see it again. I, I saw okay. it, it was. That's it, well, a whole I different was, level. Time. Listen, I would not be on my back. For I will now. say. I will say it was nighttime, but I, I legitimately watched the whole entire thing go right under the dock that I was on. I didn't see it the next day or anything. But it was big enough to, from like from 50 to 75 yards out, speedable able to see the V in the water, and I was like, "What is that thing? It's getting closer." And then I just watched it go right under, and it, it took it took a couple Ooh. seconds to get from one end of the, you know, like the body was long.
0: So there are snakes in the Sea of Galilee.
2: What do we? Th- how t- how big? Watch like I don't I don't know it looks, that
0: looks big. No, all right. Calm down. It's not that big. It's the viviah thing. Don't give him 30 Job. feet or whatever he said. No, I
2: said 18. <laughs> 18 is so big.
0: No, I was, was going to say may, maybe 12. 6 feet. That would like that maybe a look like 6 a feet. A 6-foot fat snake would be No, no, no not fat.
2: No. That's 6-foot circumference. No, no. 6-foot no. and fat.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like a fat 6-foot snake th- is still yeah. terrifying.
2: It was bigger than my thigh from I my perspective. Bro, and if you're listening,
4: he has thunder thighs,
0: yeah. If, if there's one thing, I, if you see Joe, like what you remember when you leave are yeah. thighs. thighs. Right. Up back, so favorite spot? Uh,
1: so if I'm going to talk like emotional experience, like on a boat on the Sea of Galilee would, That's cool, would yeah. probably be it for me. Um, but in Getty, I don't know if, yeah. if you got to go. Okay. So that is definitely a... Cool Experience as well.
2: What are we Hold on? sorry. I'm sorry with the Googling and the talking. Behind, uh, oh, the snake kills man at 75 at the sea
0: gal? That could have been me, but it says a viper. It and was my a viper small, yeah. <clears throat> it didn't, it, yeah. How so. small is small?
1: So, there's there's holes in your story.
0: Oh, like I said, like, I, I, I could of hallucinate the, the whole thing. thing. We can edit it out, it's fine. It's
2: kidding. It could All have right, been like about, a regular. It could have been a regular snake caught what? in like a, a noodle, a pool noodle. Like that's one of my yeah. fears. Uh, okay. That, is that was that something you're
0: talking the about? The second picture, it was like that. All right.
1: I don't think I'm ever Which going one? back to Israel now.
0: Okay, that's really thick. Yeah, really that was thick. yeah. All right, maybe not. Tw- you know, but when you're looking at it, looks 18 feet. Okay, this one's not the Sea of Galilee, but I get it. Okay, we, but we anyway, so sorry.
2: So Engei, yeah. Yeah, Engeti,
1: Engeti's, Engeti's I mean, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, I think in nature is like a. A big thing for me as well. See, that that's so... I guess I'm the, odd, like,
2: I'm the odd one out here with that.
1: All right. Well, tell us.
2: No, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, just in general, when I go to places Ugh. where there's history, the uh-huh. nature to me is, like, I don't know. It's like, when you're looking at it, it's like, I might as well be looking at the Hamilton Lake. I get everything happens here, but, like, when I'm looking at, uh, I don't know, just uh, something man-made, like, let's just say the Western Wall. I didn't, I didn't really care for the Western Wall, but I'm like, uh-huh. this... This is literally nowhere else except for here. There's water yeah. everywhere. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I get that. Like,
1: I think I agree with like the the Western Wall is more meaningful to me than um, unfortunately what's happened in Israel is you know the the Catholic Church and and the um, oh my gosh, what's the other church? Greek Orthodox. Yes, thank you. I have taken over a lot of those. Mm-hmm. You know, they they build a church on top of it, and you yeah, just which is like it changes these, everything. Like, it's like ornate yeah. things that you know. Weren't really there and it It kind of spoils some of it for me
4: mm-hmm.
1: So I think that's why The building specifically Unless you're in Jerusalem And then it's just like cool walking On the actual streets As long as you're not you know slipping yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. falling Because mm-hmm. they're pretty slick
2: but Yeah that's true. I forgot about that you're right. yeah.
1: <laughs> The last day we were there the second time It rained and I thought I was going to die mm-hmm.
2: I forgot all about that yeah
1: <laughs> It's pretty slick even when they're not wet so, so what is it for you, though?
0: Yeah, I asked. Like, I would have an answer, but yeah, I, um, okay. Hold on, let me...
4: He said so to see here's a reason or... for the
0: nature one. It's like... And it's not that strong, because I, I haven't been, so I don't know specifically what would move me if I saw, like, a mm-hmm. structure. But I, I... Well, no, I mean, I'm that, skeptical that's literally like, it. Like, like, if you just... If you just approached a really big lake... So it's, like, obviously
2: way bigger than Hamilton Lake, but, like... And somebody was like, yeah, this is where Jesus swam in and stuff. Because but I'd
0: like, be experiencing it in pretty much the same circumstances that they would experience it. Like, whenever I see, like, a building, there's very rarely... You know, I can be so confident yeah, yeah. that that building is like it was, and even if it's the same building, like, are we t- we're trusting on mm-hmm. man's ability for archeology mm-hmm. So, for when you see a, a sea, it's like, I, I'm walking, and they could have walked right here, look at the sea, look at the, sea, look at the same smells, you know? That's right, horrifying. but they also could not have, because it's huge.
2: Dude, that's that's my concern. But, like, so, for example, a Western Wall is not a good one, like... and and we're all allowed to have our opinions. I don't know why I'm justifying mine here, but um, like Capernaum, you've been to Capernaum Mm -hmm. and the synagogue there. It's like the one synagogue in Capernaum. So Mm -hmm. that was where the, that was where.
1: They've built a church over it, but yes, there is the structure standing there. The
2: structure still standing, right? So it's like, it's not like there was 50 synagogues in Capernaum. I don't know which mm-hmm. one the actual story happened in. Like, that was the one. So, that to me was I get what you're saying about like. So, that would
0: be like you had to be there kind of thing. Cause like I don't know about that one synagogue. <laughs> oh, okay, right. I get it. You know <laughs> what I mean? So you're, right, you're, right, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Capernaum. But no, 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 it's fine. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm used to being stepped on. So, one where, yeah, I would probably have a much better answer if I were going. But right now, that yeah. would be like the one. The city, yeah. Yeah. Is that a good answer? No,
2: I mean, you- yeah, it was, it was, the Sea of Galilee is cool. And there's so many spots around it. That, yeah, where everything happened, exactly. Like, yeah. um, Masada is cool in its in and of itself.
1: Yeah, I mean you're definitely not looking at a biblical site then, but I mean the the story from yeah, from uh, there yeah, is, yeah, is still cool. Biblical and times. I like it because yeah. it's hot. So yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I'm happy because I'm warm.
0: Yeah, it was uh, the only t- because I'm a teacher. The only time I could go is in the summer, and apparently you don't go in the summer.
1: Actually, my first trip was um, in June and July. So so they lied to me. Like they don't do a Calvary. lot of tours because, like, old people can't, you know, trek around the desert. They said that the, the
0: tires gate. like melt to the roads and stuff in the certain parts of the day. I mean,
1: maybe in the desert specifically, but. Uh,
0: I have some words with some people. I've never <laughs> I,
2: but I mainly want you to go so bad so that when you so when you come back you can't talk about it because you've, you because you've. But, but I've let you talk
0: about,
2: about it. it. Huh? I've, we, we've No, no. we have let me talk about it, but let me means I'm going to make a comment every time you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. every time you did, I'm going to be like, well, I'm used to getting stuff. Like, you know, I'm just gonna, like, I'm, I want to see you come back and not talk about
0: it. Yeah. I would just be more humble about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the advice was to just like not eat for a year and then go to the desert. So if I'd you go, have to, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when the trip, I think it was like four grand uh, when three. they went. Three? three. yeah.
1: It's about four right now, especially oh, with, well, yeah. with COVID and stuff. It's, the prices Jeez. are up.
0: What did they do during COVID? did then they have like specifically not a lot? No, they, they're they crazy with the vaccines, now, right? They're like round nine. Yeah. They're, they're
1: like, they first of all, they've just reopened and to get into the country. like, um,
0: hmm.
1: So we have a trip actually leaving tomorrow. Um, and they've had to test now. They have to test when they land. And I believe they test before they come back as well. Um,
2: is, it, is there mandatory vaccines?
1: I don't think that they're mandatory, but um, there's definitely a lot more shaming, I think, that goes into, like, n- not doing it um, there. I think that there are some, like, Hasidic groups that, that don't believe in vaccines, so... Mm-hmm. Um That is why they don't necessarily mandate it because it would mm-hmm. alienate them. But that's
2: why I was so shocked that Israel was like on vaccine nine or whatever. Yeah, I just so, up. But I think they're in the fourth no, round. No, the but no, team. but they are. They do have mm, a lot, I think but it's but even. I, I would think like with more. all like the you know, all the laws they're trying to adhere to with the but what you put in your body you can't have milk and meat together. But you well, can put in like
1: so. Um, there there are specific laws. Um, all right. I'm blanking on what it's called right now, but basically, um, your health, uh, is more important than the law in most cases, like most cases. So, um, you know, if, if something were to happen on Shabbat and you needed to call an ambulance, you can call an ambulance type thing. So, um, that, that's why, where a lot of like Orthodox Jews will, um, take a vaccine or something Mm -hmm. like that because they... Feel that it's important to you know your health is more important, so that's interesting. Yeah, I can't think of what it's called right now, but
0: yeah, I I thought the same thing because you're you know, there's all these specific rules about customs and uh-huh. yeah. dietary laws and all that, and you know, your own I don't know if they're what their numbers were compared to mm-hmm. other countries, but it,
1: it's just interesting because there's like a you know. Y- we don't like to compare it that often to it, but Israel is only about the size of New Jersey. So when um, you're talking about the size and, you know, 9 million people living in this small area and they're trying to um, just control or not control, but I mean, there's only ho- so many hot managed. Yeah. Thank you. Um, there's just only so many hospitals in the area. So, you know, they're, doing what they can or what they thought at the time. And the other thing about Israel is, you know, the, the vaccines, um, at least one of them initially came out of Israel. So, uh, because the science is so big there, I think that that was another reason someone. So I have, I work with a few Jewish people and apparently, um, like, it's very Jewish to just accept that, you know, if you're being told like, this is the vaccine you need. Like everyone's like, okay, like mm. we're down for this. They don't. I guess that's more of an American thing to argue.
2: Well, you know? I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess if I'd be with their history. I wouldn't trust anybody if I was Jewish.
1: <laughs> well, again, the mm. the, the vaccine kind of coming out of Israel. Oh, well, they, uh, yeah. That, you know, the, yeah. I, maybe that's what. I don't know. I'm speculating for the most part here. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, they pretty much
0: skated through history. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what would. Oh, I had a question. Oh. Mm. I lost it again. What would? What would? It was about Jewish people. Oh, why do you think that they're so prosperous as a culture? God. <laughs> it, you think that God's making them millionaires and owners of hospitals? I'm saying, like, what, what about their work ethic?
1: Oh, yeah, I definitely think there's a work ethic there.
0: Yeah, because it seems like they're just very successful in, in ways that make a lot of money. Um, like you could go up to, I mean, this isn't like a race thing. You go up to like central Jersey, um, you go mm-hmm. up to Lakewood area. I mean, there are houses there are mansions. Good. I,
1: I, okay. I mean, I would argue with you that, you know, the, the Jewish people in Eastern Europe, like they're, they're not well off. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. I think that that's just comes from, part of it comes from their ability to, get to a better life in America.
0: So that's what I'm saying. Do you think that they have it, like, because of their culture, innate characteristics that are, that would make money if they were in a country that has upward mobility?
1: So, in my opinion, the, it comes down to, anti-Semitism exists. I I think, you know, the same way that we would say, like, Jewish people are successful today because Mm -hmm. God's blessed them. Um, Anti-Semitism exists because Satan exists. But point being, oh my gosh, I lost my point.
0: It's okay. I lost my question, so (laughs) the answer doesn't have to come anytime soon. Uh, Well, I'm just thinking of in terms of like the Chinese – Uh, students are more successful. Like the majority of people that make up Ivy leagues are Chinese because they have crazy work ethics and they don't have any time for entertainment or leisure. So like, what about Jewish people makes them successful?
1: Jewish. I remembered. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jewish people don't like, they don't count on anyone else. Like, uh, they're
0: like bootstraps kind of yeah i mean
1: who who are they going to count on because everyone has turned against them at Mm. some point in history Mm. so um they've learned to rely on their community community is huge within the Mm. jewish people um and they they work hard Mm. that's i think that's what it comes down to
2: one thing i've Yeah. no I mean I, that, that, that was uh, yeah. that's a good answer I, I think the last part is the lesser though for, at least from what I observe, because I don't necessarily think it's equivalent to the Chinese in the sense of like a work ethic I think it's the first part of what you said it's like the community mm-hmm. and everything's family oriented mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm.
2: little F family as far as like your immediate family and then big F like Jew like yeah. Jewish family you know what I mean you'll, if you're going to mechanic you'll go to the Jewish one mm-hmm. to support that you know it's a because like you said, like they don't they support each other and they don't really trust the world right, rightfully so, I guess you know, and that they're just constantly pouring business back into their own family and in their own faith, yeah so I, it's like a it builds itself up, you know, gotcha. It's like a world within a world there. Right. But I don't think it's like Chinese where like they, they're studying math 12 hours a day and, you know, yeah. and they switch
0: right mm-hmm. over to – it's not like that. Like, yeah, it's, I'm just asking. Like is yeah. a, the, the there is a culture there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And but that's a good point too. It's like it's here there's that culture. Because there's mobility. Right, right. You know, and I think – uh, one, one thing that uh, Ben like, – I think out of all the things he's – like, I've when I've listened to him, I've mostly just learned about the Jewish culture mm-hmm. more than anything else he said. But the one thing he was explaining how the healthcare system works within Jewish communities where um, they start – when they need money for healthcare, um, and then if they don't have insurance, they go to um, their immediate family, then their actual neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That they live in And then from the neighborhood Then their synagogue Then their mm-hmm. synagogue To the government But government is their last option right. For help
2: so it's, Which makes sense Right So <laughs> it stays within the Jewish community Up until the very as last As much as yeah. it can
0: So they very rarely need yeah. to ask for anything yeah. um, And I, I mean What's that uh, That Christian insurance company Does the same thing Thrivent That might be one too It's it's something like MetaShare or something um, Where it's Christians. I'm thinking
4: of something different, sorry. Do you know
0: what I'm talking about though? Yeah, it, you can I know. pay into it and yeah. you can pull out from when you need it, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, Christians supporting Christians. Yeah. And it's a uh, it's hmm. pretty cool, but I I agree with that as a biblical framework though for how the Christian community could and should work. And hmm. uh, for healthcare, it's like at f- as much as you can rely on each other. You know, cuz I doubt like you think about the the Acts church, right? I I if they had a problem, I don't think they would have to turn the Caesar. To help them, yeah, no. you know what I mean? I know they wouldn't have. Um, I, it's a different political yeah. system, but at the same time, they would probably be like, hey, can you help me with this? Oh hey, Nero, I got some uh, yeah. nice situation here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. If you, if you go where um, one of my family members lives in Voorhees, New Jersey. There's like the shop right has like a full kosher section. It's like half, it's like a third of the store.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, it's
0: all kosher food and it's all prepared separately. And you don't, I mean, you know, how that happens. And so you don't realize how even their, even like their commercial chains are adapting to the, the mm-hmm. culture that they're in because they realize they have to, to make money.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Um, if any of your listeners are on TikTok, I know you were saying you've learned a lot about like Jewish culture and and life through Ben Shapiro, Um, but on TikTok, I've found Melinda Strauss, and I don't think that's her handle. I think that's her name on there, Mm. Um, but she just answers questions for people all the time. Most of them are Christians or Catholic or, you know, atheist or something like that, but uh, she just answers a lot of those questions, and you can see how an Orthodox Jew lives in they live in uh, New York or North Jersey. I don't remember which, but um, so if you're interested in that. Yeah,
0: it's great. Any other like ideas for like further education for learning this? I mean, start with the Old Testament, right? Yeah. Oh, the I mean, Friends
1: yeah. of Israel Gospel I was, Ministry.
3: I was actually going to bring up, Don't uh, doesn't Friends of Israel do a Seder? Don't they do Seders um, every so often like during Passover?
1: Yeah. So we're actually um, just starting to prep for our Seder that will be online. It's April 14th, I believe. And, um, but you can also have, we have a page, it's foi.org slash speakers, where you can have one of our speakers come to your Church and they will do a demonstration. Um, they do demonstrations for Hanukkah and we had that
0: at Calvary. I don't know if it yeah. was FOI, but um, uh, they came and we had Seder dinner at in the sanctuary. And it was I did not know what I was getting into. I just went because somebody asked me to go, and it was dancing. And it was oh, not really, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: probably not. <laughs>
0: it was a whole like afterwards That's you funny. did get in the circle, and they were doing the uh-huh. you know all kinds of stuff. I was out of there so fast.
1: That's another thing. Well, I, I mean, not maybe the dancing, but. Um, Learning Christ in the Passover for me at my first seder was um, just an incredible experience. It's another thing that we were, you know, I was saying earlier, eyes are veiled. When when you sit there and listen to a Passover, um, there are so many things that point to Jesus mm-hmm. in that, and these people do this every year, and they still never see the gospel in that, and it's it's pretty. Crazy.
2: Yeah, that's what goes goes back to you. Kind of threw us on the spot, and I saw. But like, yeah, if I was really talking to a Jewish person, I'd be like, it's just like everything, everything in your Old Testament points to him.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: He's that ultimate rest. He's the Sabbath. He's the temple, and he's the temple sacrifice. He's mm-hmm. like you, everything points. He's to the high him. priest. So it's like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the king, and he's the high priest. Yeah. He's, the, he's the, the,
0: the the order of Melchizedek is yeah
2: yeah before yeah, the high priest yeah, yeah, and the yeah, yeah. king. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, 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 how many things? If you believe, that, if you don't believe the guy actually existed, then that's a whole, Then I don't know where to go, you know. But if you believe he actually existed, how many things that he mm-hmm. said, like how many things would have to, too many things line up. Like that's what I'm saying. If if there was a current Messiah, like someone's gonna eventually have to be the Messiah. If you don't believe in Jesus, how would he f- fulfill all those things without making it look scripted? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the Messiah. That's why they're there, because it's scripting it, so you know when, he, when he's here. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the whole point of it. You know? So it's like the irony of Ben Shapiro's thing is like, well, when you have the Old Testament, you can make anybody look like the Messiah. Mm. But some of them are outside of the control of— The writers. Right, Or making mm-hmm. a, or, the, or the person, the Messiah himself, where he's born.
1: Yeah, so as long yeah. as you believe in the historical side of it, then— yeah It, it right. should be there for you But
0: Which there's so much history And says, if it was like, written by one person In the New Testament That would make more That would be a pretty convincing argument Right But you're talking about Like three different continents Yeah They're writing mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. same Like mm-hmm. similar time frames They couldn't have Courier pigeons You know It's to, to these yeah, messages right. Back and forth yeah. yeah But yeah Which back to what you said Which is a big
2: one Like All over the Mediterranean And near The Near Eastern Like Middle East Like Them not denying Christ No records of anybody Denying Christ but not knowing if their other followers denied.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, if it was made up, saying, Yeah. If you had a contingent of 12 people and we're like, all right, we're going to try to spread this lie and we're going to have to die for it. And you went to Turkey and I was in uh, Egypt. I yeah. don't know
4: if
0: you bailed on, this, on the, on the yeah. you know, I don't <laughs> know you know would have made it off my street before. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That's such a, such a strong, not argument, but like defense of the early testimonies. Is they died for it. Like how many mm-hmm. people do you know that died? And, and there's a great cause. history behind this. So like mm. all these places. Like you go to India.
2: Like the, there's there's church. Like you said, there's churches on the sites of where Thomas died and things like that. Like you, like mm-hmm. there's so much history behind. It, so I don't know. But I think you're right. I think it's that veil. Like Ben, if it's not Christ, no one's going to fit your. Yeah. Really, the Jews have commitment issues. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, like, I know. if it's not this one, then no one who who's gonna who would have to fit all these things to like you know what I mean?
1: I mean, I often say this, and I'm only gonna bring it up because we started this whole whole thing with, um, I I grew up in the Catholic Church, and um, I often see the similarities of you know I. I'm not going to leave my faith because I'll, I don't want to disappoint my my family, X Y Z. Yeah, the the community. Um, there there are just a lot of comparisons in mm-hmm. that, yeah. and I think there's veiling on both sides. You you guys would know best. We you know that's who we here in Hamilton are evangelizing to the most are, are Catholics who. You know they're there, but they're they're not, and I think we see yeah, that a, a lot in great. the Jewish mm-hmm.
0: community as I, well. I, I, the other similarities are like they literally have physical sacrifices in order to get salvation, mm-hmm. right? Exactly, I, I, ritual, and to, to continue mm-hmm. to do them over and over again in order to keep it. They're still yeah. the high priest. Yep, they're still a, a communicator between,
4: mm-hmm. like
0: an in between. Still incense
2: within the. That's to they, the current, they're the modern day. That's what they just evolved. <laughs> they did. I mean, they saw, they, the Church in Rome, early Church in Rome, saw the Jewish, and they just. But the so,
0: but the irony is that they have Jesus, but they don't have the atoning part of Jesus. Exactly. Right. So it doesn't. They don't really have Jesus then. Yeah. Right. And I say they in a very broad stroke. They're yeah. believing yeah. Christ, uh, Catholics, and everything. They're,
2: and then even to spread that even further, it's like Jews and 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 Catholics. They're just dealing really with the shame of like having to leave the culture, mm-hmm. which are absolutely. But like how much more so like Muslims, where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. some of them like the families will kill them, depending on where they live, if mm-hmm. they're radicalized or whatever. It's like. Mm-hmm. Jeez.
0: Hmm. yeah there's uh, i know this is a really strong uh christian reference but 90 day fiance um, <laughs> uh, in the pandemic it got dark um and i was watching with my wife and there was this one guy who was uh fr- i don't remember the country but he's in a muslim country and um a girl from the u.s went there and was they were trying to get married there and while he was there uh, and and they were uh, there was like a picture of her that came out and social. It, it was on her instagram of her like scantily clothed it was like you know and um her his family found it and they tried to kill him wow so his family like found the picture of the girl he wanted to marry and it was like her in a bikini and they wanted wow. to kill him because he was bringing dishonor to the family mm-hmm. that he wanted to, like just the the pressures you don't realize that come with religious systems over the world you know for your own family yeah, so I understand the Bible better because of ninety fiance. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. No, I don't. By whatever whatever yeah. brings you to Christ, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Adam.
2: Left left behind or uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. not ninety days or not wow. in that category.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or wow. Or wow. All right. Um, so do you guys have any last thing things you want to add to this? I I think there's like a bunch of ways we could go layers deep, but I think this is a nice overview of of everything. Yeah.
1: I just, like, like I said, we do a million things to begin with. And I think I named like two in the whole time. No. <laughs> so No, I'm not, I'm not saying anything yeah. bad about that, but I, I, we have barely scratched the surface of, you know, what I encountered daily. So,
0: so what, um, what, like if they wanted to learn about, more about friends of Israel, mm-hmm. is there like a website they could go yeah, to? Yeah, they
1: can go to. F-O-R- just ways to get connected it, seriously like go to israel with us we go twice a mm-hmm. year in the spring and mm-hmm. the fall um and if you really have a heart for the jewish people and and want to like actually volunteer we have like i said two trips that go over um
2: can anybody so just hop on the board of those or has that yeah, w- yeah. no
1: oh. w- whatever so
3: I, I did pull up the website there's also uh a, a radio show podcast yeah and you guys do conferences as well we
1: do yeah we do multiple conferences um throughout the country, throughout the year. So, yeah, you can definitely check into those. Some of them are one day. Some of them are three day. And we have an online conference now as well. Um, but.
0: So Katie and her husband have just informed me that um, as a promotion, they're personally willing to sponsor someone to go to Israel. <laughs> um, if you favorite this podcast, uh, I'll put your does name in a raffle. <laughs> does that uh, ca- you know. If
3: I favorite the podcast, does that work?
0: Can no, no, oh, no, no, no. It. It's just one of the million people that tune in oh, every okay. week. Um, So thanks, Kristen Kay. It's really nice of you again. If I favorite the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We sincerely thank you for listening to this week's episode of Encounter. On this podcast, our goal is to encounter Christ, culture, and each other. And specifically in the each other part, in our real conversations that sometimes span two to three hours, you may hear an opinion that you disagree with. First, please know that Scripture is our ultimate authority, and that the Word of God is the ultimate test of objective truth. Second, know that we are all part of the body of Christ, and we are constantly learning and growing as well, and would love to hear from you if you think differently on a topic. You can do so by DMing us on Instagram. If you have been blessed by this podcast at all, please subscribe, like, and share it.